Blog Talk Radio.
Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Mayatotep, the better love. You are listening to the Truth to Power show. And at this time, every Sunday, there's many people that are drumming to raise the vibration inside of you and outside. So uh, we are going to drum for an hour here to participate with others that are drumming at this time. So at during this time, you could do your mantras, you can meditate, you can visualize, and you could just feel the vibrations of the drums. Thanks for joining me, and uh, let's go with the drumming. Thank you. 
Mayat Hotep, Grand Rising and Better Love. Welcome to the Truth to Power show. Today we have with us, uh, we got Eric and Yusiko and then our special guest, Sister Myra. And this is going to be a very interesting show here. Uh, Eric, how are you doing today? Oh, Bev, man, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to calm down a little bit, man. This stuff is ridiculous, boy. Yeah, yeah. We lit. We we are lit today. Greetings wherever y'all are in the world. Oh man, yes. This is an extra special one, Beverly. You already mentioned it. And I ain't gonna harbor on it too long, but <clears throat> definitely wanna big up our guest and brother Usiku from the Ring and Stone Network who linked all this together. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Appreciate Y'all, man, big time, big time. Learning to, we we in the number eight. That's where some people yeah. will be coming into the number eight for some. But uh, we learning to appreciate each other. <laughs> appreciate each other. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. For sure. I'm doing a small prep and I'll be right with you. I'm going to go on mute just for about Ten seconds. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm going to bring our guests up. To, okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, master teacher, Sister Myra, yes. welcome to the show. Well, thank you thank so you much. Thank you for it's joining us. Sure, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, always uh, a happy, you know, to speak to family because that's yes. what we are. We're family. You yeah. know, uh, I, I speak on energy. That's my forte. And, you know, and that's where we're bonded and connected through our energy as family. So always a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much. And also, uh, before we get started, do you have a, a cash app or something that the family can uh, donate? Uh, yes. Um, the uh, cash app is, uh, of course, the dollar sign and then Myra, M-Y-R-A, Moss, M-O-S-S, numbers 813. So that is Myra Moss, uh, number 813. Of course, the dollar sign in front. Uh-huh. Okay. So, family, make sure that you uh, donate. She's giving out uh, wisdom and understanding, and this is what we need at this time. Like Eric said, this is the eight. We're definitely coming together. So uh, tell us, uh, Sister Myra, who you are for people that's not familiar and what you do. Okay. Um, I'm known as the Star uh, Myra, and um, I um, um well, I call myself a a um, energy master. So I study energy, you know, including things like astrology, um, numerology. I mean, any way that you can pick up uh, information uh, through energy symbolically is how I do it. That's how I get my information. I look at the configurations of the planets uh, and how it's sending energy to the earth and how that larger, um, you know, connection of energy represents us individually as we're um, the individual aspects of 
sending that to a collective or a universal whole. So I call myself a holistic um, because I don't believe in 12 individual signs anymore. I believe in six axes of energy. I've been on this path for, oh, more than uh, 30-something years and uh, started in Atlanta, Georgia. That's where I began um, really stepping out into um, this, this, you know, this teaching. And um, so there's quite a few people who know and has followed me through many years because I, um, I'm, a, I'm a builder. You know, I build on top mm-hmm. of what I talk about. I continue to expand. My information doesn't change. It does expand, though. And, um, and, it, and right now we're at a culmination phase where everything is all coming together. Everything that I've been talking about through all these years, we're now seeing, you know, the manifestation, culmination, and fulfillment of these things. Um, the Super Bowl ritual, uh, I've been mm-hmm. doing that for a long time. Um, uh, my spirit had me start looking at the symbolism of the Super Bowls right after 9-11 um, when I uh, first started doing this and um, carried it through, oh, for many years. Uh, in different forms of putting it out there. And then it had me stop for a minute. And then I've been reinstituted as of late, you see. And usually it's always a message um, Mm -hmm. because that's what I deal in, energy. And the more you pull energy, uh, the bigger the spirit. You have to pull energy to create spirit. And the more energy you pull, uh, the more, uh, the bigger the spirit. So these are the times when there are major rituals done um, around the Super Bowls and all. Uh, so major rituals done around this time because what it takes is focus, uh, get you to focus as you're focusing, uh, you're energizing. And so it's become, uh, the Super Bowl especially has become a, a, a yearly ritual so that yeah. we focus and then energize um, what, um, you know, the powers that have been have wanted to see unfold uh, for that year. That's how we participate and contribute our energy to that. Uh, so this is where they do their major rituals and in order to get that focus and um and energize uh, that, uh, you know, what they want into manifestations. But there's so much going into it that uh, for me it's a perspective of a bigger, mm-hmm. bigger level of energy. How we're seeing, you know, energy, what a lot of people understand is energy unfolds through levels, a multitude of levels. So you have an individual level. Um, which is a balance with your own spirit, your own higher self, your own uh, spiritual self. And then you have um, the next level is like a couple level. The energy will go up to a couple level. We can complete spirals to ascend to the next level. And how we complete those spirals is um, by harmonizing energy. Energy only unfolds through a negative and a positive polarity. 
That's what I'm describing, energy. Everything, even the universe, is contingent on energy. So understanding energy is how you understand um, the different levels and the different purpose of those levels. So we start with the first level. We start with the individual level, which is uh, a balance with your own spirit. That's the key to everything in the universe, balance. Um, Two halves make a whole, holistic. We have to step up holistically. There's a universal purpose being fulfilled, and we're the individual aspects of that. We have to step up holistically in order to contribute to this universal purpose that's now being fulfilled. And it starts with the levels, a multitude of levels. not about time. It's about levels. So starting with the first level, uh, a balance with your own spirit, your own higher self. That's the first level of balance. Uh, Energy only goes 180 degrees before it has to be balanced with the opposite 180 degrees. That is how you complete a full 360-degree spiral. Spirit is spiral. That is how you open up a vortex to the next level. So the first level is with your own spirit. That's the individual level. Your own spirit is going to be your opposite energy of your sun sign. Your sun sign is what most people recognize about who they are when they talk about their sign. That is their sun sign. That's what they came into uh, each lifetime to focus through the particular sun sign they came in through. So you came in to this lifetime to focus uh, through that energy. You have a full universe of energy within you, a full spiral of energy within you. But you came in here to focus through the sun sign. The sun sign is always focus and highlight. So that's the first balance, your own spirit, and that's going to be in the opposite energy of your sun sign. So when you focus, when you balance with your own spirit, like I'm a Capricorn, and my opposite sign is cancer, and that means my spiritual energy will be cancer. So I will partner with my spirit through cancer energy, 180 degrees on each half. Uh, That's the only way energy unfolds, through a negative and positive polarity. Uh, No pain, no gain. And to the same extent, the pain will be the same extent the gain, or it's always the darkest before the dawn, which means you have to completely get through the worst to get to the best. Or my favorite is as bad as it's been, good as it's about to get. Because what most people don't understand about this energy process is that you don't blend energy. You harmonize energy. And the ultimate way to harmonize energy is when you're ready to balance those opposites, those two halves, to complete the whole. Or that spiral, full 360 spiral, is how we open up a vortex. So the first spiral, that's the balance between that negative and positive polarity. But you have to complete one half. You have to complete a whole half before you activate the opposite response in equal measure. Anywhere you balance opposites equally is where you create that vortex and have access to the next level. So the first vortex we have to complete 
is our own individual balanced with our own spirit. So once we have completed it on an individual level, 180 degrees on each half, it's like a tag team match. You both can't go into the ring at the same time. That means you have to do everything you know to do on the physical half. And when you've done everything you know to do on the physical half, then you tag your partner. You come out of the ring, your spirit goes in the ring symbolically, and it's going to access the energy in the universe that's going to match what you contribute on the physical half. And when it's contributed and matched to that, that's when it's ready to complete and fulfill your purpose. And spirit, this is important to remember, spirit doesn't work in fractions. Spirit is not going to prove what it's doing until it's ready to complete and fulfill what it's doing. You always fulfill to the opposite. Two halves make a whole. So when you balance with the half that you contribute physically and then the half your spirit brings to the table spiritually, that is the first cycle. Once that cycle is completed, then it gives you access to the next level. Now you start a new cycle, but at a higher vibration. This is an infinite process of transformation, regeneration, for evolution of new creative rulership. So you never get there. You only complete spirals for access to the next level where you start a new one at a higher vibration, only for access to the next and the next and the next. So when you complete the first spiral or cycle with your own spirit opener, once that's been activated, then all the other spirals will stem from there. Then you go to the couple level, um, any uh, one-on-one relationship, one-on-one, the couple level. It has to be a balance. If you want to keep a healthy relationship, it always has to be a balanced relationship, no matter how little or how much. If they can only give a little, you give a little in return. It will keep the relationship healthy. If they can give a lot, you give a lot in return. It will keep the relationship healthy. It's the balance that is the key. Nothing's inherently bad. It's being off balance that causes friction. If you're in an unbalanced relationship, you're going to have, uh, and I'm talking purely energy, you guys, you're going to have abuse on one half, and then you're going to have neglect on the opposite half in an imbalanced relationship. It becomes a parasitical relationship. You have to be able to give at the rate you take or someone's feeding off of someone else's energy. So that's the importance of bringing a balanced relationship. Uh, No matter how little or how much, it just has to stay balanced in order for it to stay healthy. And after the couple level, then you go to the family level. These are the main three levels, individual, couple, and family level. That's the family level of balancing energy. We have two families. We have a physical family and we have a cosmic family because we are energy beings. So we have a physical family and a cosmic family. Spiritual energy has to be manifest in order for it to be exposed as to where the impurities are at in order to cleanse and purge and purify of those impurities for healing. 
in order to step up to the next level. Um, so when we go from the to the family level, uh, the family, the physical family, is where we've been wounded. We've been wounded through the physical family. Um, and um, the wounding, growing up as a child in our physical family, how we were wounded in that family, uh, because this is all because energy only unfolds through a negative and positive polarity. So we chose a mission and we chose a purpose as energy beings uh, as to um, what we wanted to contribute to the fulfillment of a universal purpose that is now being fulfilled anytime we go into the Aquarius age. And we went into the Aquarius age in 2013. So mission and purpose we chose that we wanted to fulfill uh, in contribution to this universal purpose now being fulfilled. Uh, We chose it as a family unit. Uh, But when we fell into the flesh, we forgot our mission and our purpose but our spirit didn't forget. And it moves ahead, pays the way uh, for us to walk the path, confronted with the challenges of mastering in the purpose of uh, what we chose to contribute. And uh, for us to see our capability to overcome those challenges for our growth. And the more we line back up with our spirit, the more we line back up with who we are holistically. So each lifetime, You know, we mastered in the purpose we chose uh, to bring to the table in our mastery, and we did do it as a family unit. It was your family uh, who decided who would play the the heavy or the sacrificial lamb of the family, who would be the chosen one of the family, who would be the one who would be most sacrificed in their value of that family, uh, each lifetime, different role with each family member in different lifetimes, but the same family. Uh, and because we knew as energy beings, family energy beings, that the only way to unfold energy is through a negative and positive polarity. That's the only way to unfold energy, uh, through a negative and positive polarity. So one of, uh, one of us was chosen from the family uh, to play the heavy, the one who took the brunt of the generational wounds passed down through our family, our physical family, generationally. The same wounds that you uh, experienced through your family generationally was the same wounds that your parents experienced, your grandparents, and all the way back. So. But this is the lifetime going into the Aquarian age. Aquarius is the sign of evolution, where it's time to expose those wounds for healing and cleansing so that we can step up to this new level of spiritual rulership. That was a family endeavor. That was the third level. Uh, And the balance between our physical family where we were wounded has now been completed. We are the vessels of sacrifice and struggle. 
uh, on ground level that has carried the brunt of the wounds that now need to be exposed in order for those wounds to be cleansed, purified for our healing so we can step up to a new level. After the family level, we're going to be dealing with the community level. And from the community level uh, to like a local, then a national level, international level, of all, these are all levels we can balance energy to complete a spiral or a whole and evolve to a new level. So after the uh, national, you have international level, and then you have the global level. The global level is significant because this is the level where uh, the powers that have been have reached a global level of corruption of power. Uh, The corruption of power is the only sin that there is on a spiritual level. Spirit is opposite the physical, where there's a multitude of sins physically, there's only one sin spiritually, and that's the abuse of power. That's how you're going to be judged by the universe as to how you use your power. Are you going to use it righteously or abusively? So the powers that have been now at a global level are abusing their power uh, over uh, the masses of people and um, has become so corrupted uh, and stagnated. That's why this all happens in the Aquarius age. Aquarius is the sign of evolution. Aquarius is the sign of humanity. And Aquarius is the sign of I know. So anytime we get into the Aquarian age, the planetary ruler of Aquarius is Uranus. Uranus is sudden, abrupt, unexpected, evolutionary, and revolutionary changes in its energy. Uh, So where the status quo of corrupted power uh, has become so stagnated that is why the Aquarian age through Uranus energy will disrupt that status quo, uh, explode, and make unexpected evolutionary and revolutionary changes. So I started off saying that I don't uh, believe in uh, 12 individual signs. Uh, let me go back though. For the global level, after the global is planetary, after the planetary level is universal level, and after the universal level is a star system level. These are all the levels we have the ability to balance energy. So going back to the fact that I only talk about six axes of energy, not 12 individual signs, because you have to balance opposites in order to create the whole. Anytime you're looking at a part of the whole, that is the illusion. So you have to balance energy as well, so that there's really six axes of energy, not 12 individual signs. They work in pairs. And Mm -hmm. the first six signs are physical, and the second six signs are spiritual. Neither one is no higher or lower than the other. Balance is the key to everything in the universe. So the spirit needs a vessel just as much as the vessel needs a spirit. Neither one no higher or lower than the other. So those 12 
those six axes of energy, um, we start with Aries, uh, the physical face of a spiritual Libra. Taurus, the physical face of the spiritual Scorpio. Gemini, the physical face of the spiritual Sagittarius. Cancer, the physical face of the spiritual Capricorn. Leo, the physical face of the spiritual Aquarius. And then Virgo, the physical face of the spiritual Pisces. Those are the six axes of energy that has to balance in order to unfold and harmonize in order to complete the whole. Two halves make a whole, and it has to go a full 360-degree spiral in order for it to be complete, holistic, and open up the vortex for the next level. So what's of importance here in those six axes of energy and what we're focused on right now is the Aquarius and Leo axis of energy. Aquarius is the sign, as I told you, are the energy of evolution, and it's the energy of the humanitarian, and it's the energy of I know. And its opposite sign, its balancing sign, is Leo. Leo is the energy of the creative rulers, our creative rulership. So, Remember, you have all this in you, all of this energy in you. It's going to show up in your chart one way or another. So when we put Aquarius and Leo together in balance, going into the Aquarius age in 2013, and remember, 13 is the highest vibration number. 13 is the highest. It represents the magic, mama's magic. Um, So... Uh, in 2013 is when we officially uh, went into the Aquarius age, and the balance of those opposites for the Aquarian age is that our ancient rulers, our ancestors, are now passing the baton to us, the new age rulers, to evolve out of an abusive power to a humanitarian empowerment. So. That is what the Aquarian age is bringing to the table, an evolution from abuse of power to a humanitarian empowerment, ruling in spiritual righteousness and harmony, everybody bringing a unique purpose of contribution to the table and contribution to a new expansion of a creative process, everybody bringing their own unique contribution that they've been mastering on through many, many lifetimes. As I told you, when we fell into the flesh, we had forgotten the purpose, but our spirit didn't. And each lifetime, through guidance from our spirit, we have mastered in the purpose we chose to bring to the table in contribution to this universal purpose being fulfilled. And um, we... Mastered in the first lifetime, and I'm always doing this. If people are following me, they'll hear me say this over and over. I do repeat a lot. I reiterate a lot because what I'm talking about is very, very layered. We're dealing with a lot of levels and a lot of layers. So there will be some things I will constantly repeat to um, reiterate. So 
um, as we um, go into the Aquarian age, and each of us have been mastering through each lifetime, through guidance from our spirit, and I always compare it to a great big puzzle, and each lifetime represented one piece of that puzzle of what we're mastering in to bring to the table in the Aquarian age. So each lifetime is like one piece of the puzzle. Doesn't make a lot of sense. We don't understand it. But as we follow the guidance of our spirit, we master and then get access to the next lifetime where we continue that mastery. Again, another piece of the puzzle and continue that mastery the next lifetime all the way up until this lifetime when we went into the Aquarian age, when it's time for our evolution. Now we want to bring the final mastery and the final piece of that puzzle to the table and put them in contribution to see a bigger picture or a bigger purpose that's been unfolding through many lifetimes. This is the lifetime for that fulfillment, for us to see the bigger picture that's been unfolding didn't make a lot of sense each piece, but now we're bringing our final pieces in contribution for the fulfillment of this universal purpose. And it's about the going into the Aquarian age, and it's time for us to evolve uh, a new rulership, Leo, the evolution of a new creative rulership. Leo is the sign of the creative rulers. So a new creative rulership. It's time to evolve. Uh, everybody's now bringing their final pieces to the table in contribution to this holistic purpose, the one and all and the all in one. Uh, your reality is no more wrong or right than anyone else's. Everyone has their own mastery, unique mastery, and bringing to the table and contribution to the whole, the one and all and the all in one. The fact is you don't blend energy, you harmonize. As we all bring our pieces to harmonize with one another, not blend, harmonize with one another. You don't blend energy. That's something that's been missing in understanding energy is you don't blend energy. Aries don't bleed into Taurus. Taurus don't bleed into Gemini. Gemini don't bleed into Cancer. Cancer don't bleed into Leo. Leo don't bleed into Virgo and on and on. Each one brings their own unique mastery and contribution to the whole. So harmonizing creative purposes, bringing it all together. When you pull energy, that is how you create spirit. So this is a universal expansion in a creative process where everyone is bringing the mastery that they've been mastering through many lifetimes and then when we get into the Aquarian age, we've balanced on enough levels to evolve to a new level. And it's all about the opposites. Opposites, where our ancient rulers are now passing the baton to the new age rulers for us to evolve out of an abuse of power to a humanitarian empowerment. So we've reached the maximum of and abuse of power, a maximum. Energy can only go 180 degrees before it has to be balanced with the opposite 180 degrees. 
to complete the 360-degree spiral. So we've reached the maximum of 180 degrees of abuse of power. And I know this sounds like it's off of the Super Bowl topic, but no, it's not. That's exactly what I'm building towards is the fact that we have now reached the maximum of an abuse of power at a global level, a global agenda, a global abuse power over the masses of the people. So that is. I, I, I have a question. Uh, sure. I didn't want you. I don't want to stop the flow, but is this what we see in in the political world? Absolutely. Because, I'm glad okay. you are right. you're seeing that. The the the, okay. the way that uh, the what we're looking at is the systems of the world mm-hmm. at a global level. So all the systems of the world at a global level has now become corrupted, starting with the political system as well as the medical system, pharmaceutical system, the education system. Yeah. Financial system, uh, uh, the um, educational system, the entertainment system, um, news media, um, a lot of social platforms. That's why these are so good. These platforms like this are so good because a lot of them at the major level, at the corporate level, um, is where you're going to get that corruption. So that is, yes, all the systems of the world has reached their maximum when it comes to a corruption of power. And the wonderful thing about them reaching their maximum at a global level is that the next level after the global level is planetary, the planetary level. Now, those who know me and have followed me, know that I always describe the royal family, spiritual energy. When I talked about we have a physical family and we have an energy family, we have a cosmic family. So the cosmic family, I always describe our cosmic family through the four elements. You can look no higher perspective than the four elements. It's going to bring the characteristics of all four members of the royal family of spiritual energy are all going to be in one of those four elements. Now we have the masculine half, the masculine half, and then we have the feminine half, masculine and feminine. I am not saying male and female, masculine and feminine. Masculine only means external and feminine means internal. So the masculine half is the air element and the fire element. The air element and the fire element. And all the energy at ground level, we're dealing with three levels. We're dealing with a cosmic level. That's the soul realm, mama's domain. Then we're dealing with the spiritual realm, father's domain. And then we're dealing with the physical domain, which is us, the boots on the ground, the vessels. So um, when we're dealing with the masculine, all we're saying is external. 
masculine, external. Everything did start matriarchal. All colors come from the color black, original black mama universe. Why our ancestors came out as the original rulers. They had powers. They could fly. They could breathe underwater. They could talk telepathically with the plants, the animals, the universe, each other. We still have those powers, but that's the subconscious, mama's domain. That is our powers. Father dictates the conscious realm, the air element, the conscious realm. They are opposites, the conscious realm versus the subconscious. So everything's starting major oracle is when we had our powers and our magic. However, spirit is spiral. So it spiraled around from the matriarchal half to the patriarchal half, where it became external and masculine. That's where we're dealing with the air element and the fire element. The air element is the father component, father spirit. Anytime you're dealing with the air element, you're dealing with the spirit, you're dealing with the father component, and you're dealing with the mind, how Father, Father, Spirit speaks to us through how we think, the mind, how we think, the air element. But his highest, his highest aspiration, anytime we're dealing with spirit, we're dealing with the collective. Physical is individual, spirit is collective. That's why they say we're more than one, it's called in my name, so shall I be Father, Spirit. You have to spoo poo energy to create spirit. So Father Spirit, uh, the Father of righteous thinking, uh, that is his highest aspiration, is a collective righteous mind set. So righteous Father Spirit, masculine, external, and he deals with the conscious mind, uh, logic and reason, knowing, uh, understanding, uh, uh, negotiation, figuring things out, making a plan. Father is the great disciplinarian. He is the one who will discipline us mentally for righteous thinking. Uh, remember, we're dealing with a multitude of levels here. And at the planetary level, the father figure is Saturn. So he is the Lord of karma. He is the one that will challenge all of us. You know, restrict us, limit us, just to see how we're going to overcome those restrictions and limitations by staying true to our integrity. And uh, that is how he challenged us, and we learned the lessons of Father Spirit. Then, and he's very important in this Super Bowl message. This is the crutch of this Super Bowl message, but I'll get back to that. And also external and masculine is the fire element. That's the sun component. S-O-N at the individual level and S-U-N at the planetary level. We're made in the image of the universe, you guys, the universe. So here we got um, the fire. When we're dealing with the fire or the sun component, we're dealing with our desires. We're dealing with our passions. But the highest vibration of the fire is creative powers. Powers, creative powers is the fire element 
highest vibration of energy. So external, air and fire, masculine, Father, Spirit, and the Son of Power, uh, spiritual power, righteous thinking, and the passion to protect righteousness is the Son's role. So that is the external masculine. That is the half that has been hijacked, you know, and taken beyond uh, those um, righteous levels of components where they have been corrupted uh, because um, that's the only access uh, others have access to is the air and fire. And so they have corrupted that half of this aspect. They have corrupted the air and the fire. The air and its corruption is where we're being programmed mentally and false values to this matrix or this illusion where they have put a blockage uh, between us moving our spirit out from our subconscious, the interest into our ancient memory and our Akashic records, our ancestral records. Now they've put a blockage between that so that we're moving our spirit out from emotional doubts, fears, and guilt in the conscious realm of knowing logic and reason and someone manipulating our knowing and blocking access uh, to that internal. So that is um, the air and the fire. And then the fire, of course, corrupted is abuse of power, you know, abuse of power. Uh, righteous thinking uh, at its highest vibration through the air element, the father component, and the protection of righteousness. When we look at the fire component, I always use Aries and Libra on that one because Aries is the warrior, fire, and Libra is the peacemaker, air. Uh, and if you separate them, the Aries kicking butt all over town and Libra with no backbone trying to keep the peace. So it's not until you put the two together, two halves together, that you have a warrior for justice, taking a stand for peace, or fighting for what's right. That is the correct usage of Aries and Libra in balance, you see. And all energy works in those pairs. They have to be in balance in order for you to see the whole. Otherwise, you're only looking like half a sentence. So a warrior for justice when you put the sign of justice Libra with the sign of uh, the warrior with Aries. So that's how you balance those opposites to put them together to see the whole or holistic. If it's not whole, it's not real. Anytime you're looking at a part of the whole, that is the illusion. So that is the air and fire of the masculine half. But the key to everything in the universe is balance. That's the key to everything balance. There always has to be an opposite reflection, one hidden, one visible. The visible is the conscious realm. The hidden is the subconscious, the internal, the antiquity. That is the feminine half. As we go internal to the water element and the earth element, the water element is the mama component, mama universe, mama soul, big mama, mama magic. First two letters of magic is ma. 
where father deals with knowing, logic, and reason. With mama, it goes beyond your knowing and your logic and reason. That is why she is mama magic. You have to embrace her in faith and trust. It goes beyond your contemplation. You know, you embrace father and knowing, the air element. But with mama, you have to embrace her in faith and trust, mama magic. She's also the mama of antiquity. She's the mama of ancestry, Um, our family ancestry. That's why we follow the mitochondrian DNA, to follow the ancestry through the feminine half, mama's component, the ancient of ancients. This is what royalty means. Who has the most ancient lineage of power? That is what royalty means. The antiquity of Big Mama, Mama Universe, our ancestors, our ancestry. As I told you, we're wounded through the physical family, through the generational wounding of our family. But we are healed through our cosmic family. Now we connect to the ancestry of our our ancestors and their magic and their powers when we access the subconscious. Mama's domain was hidden, internal and in antiquity, bringing forward from antiquity, from the antiquity to new age. That's what the Aquarian does, bring forward from antiquity to new age. Fulfilling a purpose. Mama tells us where we came from, our ancient lineage, our ancestral lineage, and Father tells us where we're headed, how to move forward and fulfill our spiritual purpose and destiny. So, Father Spirit and Mama Soul, you have to balance the two in order to become whole or holistic. Neither one is no good without the other. They need each other. The balanced father spirit brings us spiritual power, and mama soul brings us the magic of the universe. And we have to have them both in balance. Two halves make a whole, 180 degrees on each half. So we're completing that major cycle right now between father spirit and mama soul. So, um, Mama's domain, the water element, she speaks to you internal through the water or how you feel, how you feel. Where Father talks to you through the air and how you think, Mama speaks to you internal through the water and how you feel from your ancient memory, from your ancient memory. And we're in her last sign of energy, we just entered Pisces, the last sign, the last water sign. Now we're dealing with water, we're dealing with mama, the souls of mama, the souls of the ancestors. So the ultimate water, Pisces. Pisces is the sign of the subconscious, the entrance into your ancient Akashic records, your ancient memory, a reconnection to um, your magic of your ancestors. So that is the water, uh, the souls of your ancestors and following your ancestry. 
are internal, through how mama speaks to you internal, through how you feel in your ancient memory. And I always do the example, <clears throat> the movie The Matrix, because I think that was the most profound movie when it comes to energy. Um, the first and second, I don't believe in the others after that. Only the first and second uh, was uh, valid. Uh, but remember in the movie The Matrix when they took Neil to the Oracle um, to define him as the one, but because he doubted his powers, um, he doubted his powers. So uh, the Oracle said, well, no, you're not the one. And then she points to the sign above the door that says, know thyself. If you don't know you're the one, then no, you're not the one. That is the Aquarius and Leo axis of energy. Now remember, Aquarius is the sign of I know, and Leo is the creative ruler. So I know I am a creative ruler in order to activate that rulership. If you don't know it, you don't have it. So since uh, um, Neil didn't know he was the one. He wasn't the one. You have to know you're the one in order to become the one. That is the Aquarius and Leo axis that we all now have to step up to. We have to know who we are in order to become who we are. This is another thing attached to the Super Bowl, a meaning in, in, in what we're dealing with, with the Super Bowl, the Aquarian age. We have to come to the knowing of who we are, and we are the original indigenous people of this America's. We are the indigenous people. That is what Kansas City first brought to the table in the first Super Bowl, a knowing of who we are as the indigenous rulers of this earth. And we're talking cheese. We're talking royalty. So the royal Indians, um, that Wakanda Springs sits right on the border of Kansas for the Kansas City Chiefs. Wakanda was the ancient, ancient energy bank that our ancestral access for their power, Wakanda Springs, which sat right on the border of Kansas, identifying the Kansas City Chiefs as the Royal Indians in uh, the role they were playing in the first Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers, the very first Super Bowl that they played against the 49ers is where they were playing the role of the Royal Indians coming to the knowing of who we are as the Royal Indians or indigenous inhabitants of the Americas, especially the Midwest, the ancient and most ancient area. The Wakanda Springs that sat on the border of Kansas was actually the um, fountain of youth that Ponce de Leon was searching for. That was actually Wakanda Springs that sat on the border of Kansas. So that is what they brought to the table. So that uh, royalty, who has the most ancient lineage of royal power, that is the mama's domain, the ancient of ancients. Um, Mama is the one who brings the melanin to the table. It's the mama who gives the melanin. It's the mama. Everyone gives particular, uh, they have particular contributions. And when it comes to the contribution of the melanin, that's the mama. Mama brings that to the table. So that is mama 
ancient of ancients. She is family. Her energy is all about her love, the water for her ancient, universal, melanated family. That is mama's focus and domain of energy. Mama magic. First two letters of magic is ma. It goes beyond your knowing, your logic and reason. That is why we do this in the Aquarian age. Aquarius is the last air sign. It's the highest knowing of spiritual knowledge. And we're going to come to that half. We're going to come to the maximum of what we know to do. So we can now hop the fence to mama's hands. You don't straddle the fence. You don't blend energy. You have to hop the fence. You have to complete one half before you access access the opposite half. That's the water, the internal, the antiquity, the magic. All that is mama's domain. She is mama universe. She's too ominiscent to come down here and take care of her family at ground level. So she has sent us her vessels in as her boots on the ground. This is all about energy and balancing energy from one end to the opposite end, following that line of energy and from one end to the opposite end. And depending on what level you're looking at, as to what face you're looking at in that energy, it's going to carry a different face at a different level. That's why Kansas City is carrying a new face this time around. The first time around, the identification of the indigenous Indians, the royal Indians. Uh, The second year, Kansas City made the Super Bowl. Um, They got beat. And um, that had to do with um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and um, uh, my charming um, um, uh, best uh, teacher in her ways, uh, what she brings to the table. Um, Speaking of Spirit Dula, Spirit Dula was the one who brought to the table the definition of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't know why she did it, because that's not her forte to do the Super Bowls, but her spirit, she's obedient to her spirit. And she is the one who identified uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the boule that sold us out, our Judases, our uh, cancers, that sold us out, you know, as we were coming into our knowing so symbolic of why the Kansas City Chiefs, as the Royal Indians, lost the second time around in the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <clears throat> when I researched the first Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, when it came to um, their winning this Super Bowl, because there had been a prophecy that when Kansas City won the next Super Bowl, um, there would be a reckoning. And so when I did research uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, what I do when I research Super Bowl symbolism, I don't look at the teams per se. I look at their symbols and I look at their energy. I have a book of all this astrological charts of the Western Hemisphere, cities and states. So I look up their energy and I'll look up their symbol 
to understand the mm-hmm. message that is coming together. So when we had the first Super Bowl with the San Francisco uh, and we had um, the Kansas City Chiefs, I had to find the connection between Kansas City and San Francisco. So when I looked up um, the history of San Francisco, uh, that's when it brought me to the 1849 Gold Rush, the Gold Rush. And I talked about this. If any of you have been listening to my Super Bowl symbolism last year when I did the Super Bowl symbolism, this is what I covered, um, the who we are as the indigenous people. And um, in this Super Bowl, um, we're saying um, that um, – in that Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl, San Francisco, when I looked them up, and it took me to the 1849 gold rush. And when uh, they discovered gold in San Francisco, and this is when uh, the USA opened up the energy, I mean, opened up to the rest of the world to come and pan the gold and gave permission to kill off the indigenous people on the land. This was the biggest genocide ever. And the whole world participated in this genocide. Stealing the treasures, the gold, the oil, the land. But the biggest egregious was our identity in order to cover up this genocide. Um, They covered it up by saying that they went and got us as slaves from Africa, which is not true. It's them covering up who we are and what they did and the genocide that the world participated in. That was, um, you know, the um, link between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs for that first Super Bowl, identifying who we are and what the most egregious sin uh, that the world participated with um, was. So that really is what that Super Bowl was opening up. Question? What year What year was that? Uh, of the, what, the Super Bowl? The, the Super Bowl, yes. Okay. Let you talk uh, about Let me see. That. Let me see. Okay, let me see here. We got, we got this one. Uh, San Francisco and the Kansas City Chiefs. And then last year we had the, um, what was that? Who did we have last year? Um, Aaron, last do you year, know? Go ahead, go ahead, sister. Oh, okay. Um, okay, yeah, last year we would, yeah, last year, wait, wait, the first year, let me go that way. Uh, the okay. first year, let me see, we had Kansas City and uh, San Francisco. Then after that, we had Kansas City and the Buccaneers. And then after that, we had, um, uh, uh, who was that? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let me see here. Was it the Rams in Cincinnati? Rams in Cincinnati, was it? Yes, you're uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, it is because that played a big role in what happened. Uh, the Rams because they played it in LA, okay. the LA Rams. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, and then, um, 
and then we get back. So we're talking four years ago, honey. Okay. Okay. So that's when they did. That's when they did the eighteen forty nine gold rush. That's yeah. When, that's when they did. Okay. The, that's when they did the okay. eighteen forty nine gold rush. Absolutely. And then they had the Buccaneers after that, which was talking about our Judases. And then after that, we had the Rams, and we had um 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 who was that again? The Rams and well. Because I don't watch, I didn't, uh, I don't have a clue. Right. <laughs> Who was that? You just told me the realms and the, the, and the and the Bengals. They had that tiger. The tiger. The they kept the cat around the tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Cincinnati. And now this year. So that 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 okay. that's been the progression. Yes. And where we get okay. back to uh, San Francisco and the Forty ers again. Um, so. Um, and this year, uh, so that is um, uh, that mama talking about the antiquity. Uh, one more member that I got to describe of the royal family is the daughter component. And it's important for me to describe that because this is where we are also uh, getting off key. And uh, we got to put the right puzzle pieces in place in order to understand this holistic uh, universal purpose, and anytime they feed us wrong information, we won't get it, you see. So one of the things I've been correcting ever since I've been out here on this uh, circuit, uh, and that's been many years, and the first thing I had, I was led to correct was the phrase Mother Earth versus Daughter Earth. When we're dealing with the Earth element. It's the daughter component, not the mother component. And most of us are still calling her Mother Earth. And if we call her Mother Earth, we're not going to be able to understand uh, this full significance of this picture, this royal picture, this universal picture. We have to have the right pieces in place to understand the whole. Anytime you're looking at a part of the whole, that is the illusion. Uh, so that is one of the ways we've been programmed in false beliefs. That's what they've done through the Pisces energy, um, the age of Pisces, I believe, because someone has hijacked what we believe, uh, and that's our subconscious. And anybody who hijacks what we believe, you know, uh, controls what we create. And them giving us this Mother Earth is not right. Uh, that's not the right piece of the puzzle. It's got to be daughter Earth. Anytime we're dealing with the Earth element, we're dealing with the daughter component, uh, Mama Universe and daughter Earth. All souls come in through Mama Universe, the water component, and are manifested and materialized through daughter Earth, her boots on the ground, uh, her ground-level Vessels, that's who we are, the ground-level physical vessels as mama's universe's boots on the ground. She's too omniscient as mama universe. She's all about family. That is her energy. But she's too omniscient to come down here to ground level and take care of her family herself. So she sent in her vessels, her boots on the ground. Those of us at ground levels, especially those of us, as I talked about, that were the 
chosen ones of our family who are carrying the brunt of the wounding, of generational wounding through our physical family. And our physical family uh, decided who was going to play that role because that's the only way energy unfolds to a negative and positive polarity. So someone had to play the heavy when it came to the one in the family who was going to play that role, who carried the brunt of the wounding of the family that now has to be exposed in this generation because this is where the buck stops. (coughs) Excuse me. This is where the buck stops. We're not going to pass this to the next generation. We're not going to pass these wounds to the next generation. Right now is the time to expose those wounds, especially through those who have been chosen and have carried the brunt of that wounding. This is how energy unfolds through a negative and positive polarity. So the physical vessels, the vessels of sacrifice and struggle, that is our role. The vessels of sacrifice and struggle, not just this lifetime, but through many, many lifetimes, we have been the vessels of sacrifice and struggle because, as I said, that's the only way energy unfolds through a negative and positive polarity. So now we have completed the half of that vessel of sacrifice and struggle. When we're dealing with the daughter component, uh, the physical boots on the ground, uh, the earth element, the reflection, mama universe and daughter earth. You know, you have father spirit and the son of power, mama universe and daughter earth, not mama universe and mother earth. That doesn't fit. It doesn't work. We have the king through, um, well, when we're looking at the cardinal cross, we're looking at the royal energy, and that deals with uh, the father as air element Libra, the cardinal air. Um, so that represents the king, the royal or cardinal uh, father. Whenever we're dealing with the air, we're dealing with the father component, and the cardinal father or the royal father is the king, which is Libra energy, opposite the royal fire or the cardinal fire or the um, the the cardinal fire, the sun. Whenever we're dealing with the fire, so the cardinal or royal uh, sun is the prince, Aries energy. And then we have cancer, the water, the cardinal water, which is the queen, and that's opposite the cardinal earth, uh, Capricorn, the princess, daughter earth, the last earth sign, the last cardinal sign, daughter earth, Capricorn, representing the princess. That's the cardinal cross. And then um, so the royal, um, you know, so those that's the royal, there's three cross levels. There's so much information. I know it sounds like I jump around, but there's so much I have to tie in uh, to make a point here. And what we do is there's three cross levels that we are majorly influenced from in the universe, three cross levels. You have the cardinal cross, which is the royal energy that activates and initiates the higher royal vibration from the universe. 
the cardinal cross is what activates this new rulership of royal energy. And that's the Aries opposite Libra and Cancer opposite Capricorn. And then after the cardinal cross activates, then we have what we call the fixed cross, which sets everything into motion, enforces. With the cardinal cross activates, the fixed cross sets into motion. And these are the ones I call the four horses of the apocalypse, uh, the four fixed signs. And now that is why uh, all this has been brought to our attention because that deals with Aquarius and going into the Aquarian age. So Aquarius opposite Leo, uh, the vertical leg, and then the Taurus opposite Scorpio is the horizontal leg of the fixed cross. These are the ones I call the four horses of the apocalypse. Remember, we have all this energy in us, you guys, all of it. Your sun sign just is what you focus, what you came in here to focus through. But you have all of this going on within you. So when I talk about this, you know, look at it and apply it to who you are. Don't just look at who you are through your sun sign. That's just your focus. You have everything else going on within you, you know, and our connection individual vessels and our connection to the universal uh, energy. That's how we're connected individually to those higher uh, collective energy. So when we're talking about the fixed cross, this is the one that reverses the energy. Once the cardinal signs activate, the fixed cross is the one who does the heavy work. They enforce as the army who enforces this reversal of energy from a mundane physical illusion of power to a spiritual creative and royal empowerment. So it's the fixed cross that will do that. And the fixed cross, we start with Aquarius because going into the Aquarian age, and I told you already, evolution um, for Aquarius and then Leo, the creative rulers. So the evolution of a new creative rulership uh, is the vertical leg of the fixed cross. And then the horizontal leg, uh, Taurus and Scorpio. So in order to evolve Aquarius as the New Age rulers, Leo, there has to be a transformation, Scorpio. Scorpio is the sign of transformation, the death of the old for rebirth of the new at a higher level. The old has to go in order for the new to blossom. That is Scorpio's role, uh, the transformation. The Mayans call Scorpio the celestial ship of the north or the great crossover as you cross over because it represents transformation. So crossing over in transformation, Scorpio is energy of intensity and it's water. So emotional intensity that activates um, the intensity of transforming. What does Scorpio transform? Well, it's going to transform through the opposite energy of Taurus. Taurus is the sign of values and habits. So in order to evolve, Aquarius, as New Age rulers, Leo, there has to be a transformation, Scorpio, of our values and habits, Taurus. This is the Lot's wife syndrome. We can't be Lot's wife. We can't be stepping up to a new level of royal rulership and carrying old baggage up with us. We can't be looking back at the habits 
and the values of the past and turning into a pillar of salt when gateways are opening ahead of us to evolve us to a new level. That is the Scorpio and Taurus role uh, in this operation, this universal operation. So a transformation of values and habits in order to evolve Aquarius as New Age rulers. And once the fixed cross has done its reversal, and I am definitely seeing signs that that we've completed the horizontal age or we're completing, which is that transforming of our values where everybody is feeling a new reality opening up or where we're being challenged uh, to let go of the things that are detrimental to us stepping up to a new level. Um, all of us has been going through uh, this cycle of our spirit. Like I told you, your first partnership is your own spirit. Your spirit is going to lead this. They're going to lead this way, lead the way for you to do this. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to understand it. You don't even have to know. You have done your half. We've done our half as the vessels of sacrifice and struggle. We've completed that half. You don't blend energy. You complete a half before you activate the opposite half. It's now time for our spirit to do its half. It is the one that knows. It is the one that's going to position us and guide us. So just all you got to do now, all you got to do now is get into that partnership with your own spirit. We're all on a unique journey. That's why the Aquarian age is the sign of uniqueness. Everybody has a unique journey, and only their spirit can give them that guidance. So all you got to do is get in partnership with your spirit. You've done your half. I told you in the beginning, when you've done all you know to do, you tag your partner, and then you let your partner go in the ring. And it's time for our spiritual half to do its half of the operation. It is the one that's going to do this uh, lots uh, wife syndrome, uh, put us in position to let go of old habits and values that's kept us grounded in this physical illusion. Uh, your spirit is going to do it. It's going to guide you. It's going to position you. Um, it's going to put you in the right place where you need to be to a new level. Trust your spirit. We all get into partnership with our spirit through Libra. Libra is the sign of peace. So that means you've got to be at peace. Once you partner with your spirit, you have to sit back at peace and secure that you've given all the ammunition to your spirit to do its half of this operation. But you have to be peace at peace. Uh, if you pass that baton to your spirit and you still worry down in the mouth trying to figure it out, all you're saying to your spirit is, I don't trust you and it can't work for you. You have to be at peace. You have to be secure. You know, you can't be a tentative ruler. You can't step up as a new ruler tentative in your power. You see, the first prerequisite to stepping up as a royal ruler is you have to be secure from within. And that takes us back to the earth element, the daughter component. That is the earth element, your Earth 
deals with our values, first off. Anytime you're dealing with the earth element, you're dealing with values. And then you're also dealing with healing. The earth element also brings the healing energy to the table. And the earth element brings character, brings the character to the table. And the highest vibration of the earth element is security, being secure from within. Earth and water are internal, feminine. So emotional happiness, the water, and your security, the earth, are internal. And in order to step up as a royal ruler, how you're judged by the universe, as if you qualify to step up as a royal ruler, number one, there's only two prerequisites, but number one is you have to be secure from within. So you don't look outside yourself through your ego and be manipulated by your ego to be used as a tool against this royal purpose. So being secure from within is the first prerequisite of being judged or qualifying as a royal ruler. And number two, you have to prove to the universe you won't abuse that power, but use it righteously. You cannot abuse that power This whole thing is an alchemical process teaching us how to use our powers righteously and not abuse them. This is the whole theme of this Super Bowl, you guys. This is the whole theme of this Super Bowl that we just had, not being allowed to abuse your powers. When our predecessors abused their powers, they screwed up the world. If we abuse our powers, it's going to be detrimental to the universe. This has all been an alchemical process, teaching us how to use our powers righteously and not abuse them. You see, this is this whole purpose behind this. Uh, I mean, this is what was being symbolized in this Super Bowl, and I'm going to connect it for you. Um, So, but remember that, the abuse of power. The only sin, you know, not being allowed to abuse our powers. This is the whole story behind a SAR. A SAR, a SAR is Sagittarius energy. Sagittarius energy is a SAR's energy. Why do I say that? When we're looking at the fire, we're looking at the sun component. Looking at the fire, that's always the sun component. And the sun and the fire represents power, creative powers. So the masters of creative powers. So we go from Aries to Leo to Sagittarius in the fire axis. Uh, In the physical rotation, you got to understand that the spirit rotation is opposite the physical one. So when we're looking at the uh, spiritual rotation, it's going to be opposite the physical, where we go from Aries to Leo to Sagittarius. Now we're going to go from Leo. We're going to start with Leo, the resurrection of the sun, the planetary ruler of Leo is the sun. So the resurrection of the sun. And 
if we go in a spiritual rotation, the resurrection of the sun into Aries, from Leo to Aries, or Mars. Mars is Haru energy. So going into uh, the resurrection of the sun from Leo to Haru or Mars or Aries energy in this opposite spiritual spiral. So Haru, uh, anytime we're dealing with Aries, Aries is the most personal sign of the zodiac. It's the most personal sign of the zodiac. And this is the only energy where we can come to the full 360 degrees of personal power. It's the only sign where we can come to a full 360 degrees of personal power as Haru, as Haru. And they did do a Super Bowl to symbolize this. They did a Super Bowl where we had um, the uh, Seattle Seahawks against the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos represented um, um, pagan magic because their quarterback was Peyton Manning. You got to look at the symbolism, you guys, not the literal. Peyton Manning, pagan magic. The headquarters underneath the airport where? Okay. Denver. And then they came up against the Seattle Seahawks. And in this Super Bowl, Seattle Seahawks was playing the role of Haru, the hawk-headed deity, Haru. And if you ever go watch that Super Bowl, the Seattle Seahawks was rocking the Denver Broncos. They didn't have a chance in this game. And that was to symbolize how we're coming into our full 360 degrees of personal power where the pagan pagan magic is only able to access degrees of pagan magic. So that's what that Super Bowl was symbolizing, uh, the dominance of that um, Haru um, over uh, the pagan magic, 33 degrees versus 360 degrees. That's what that Super Bowl was symbolizing. And if you go back and watch it, you're going to see how they were being racked in that game, in that Super Bowl game. So that was that symbolism. That's how I look at these symbols of these Super Bowls. You get a higher perspective of the energy. So that's what that was uh, indicating. So when we go from the resurrection of the sun in Leo uh, to Aries in the opposite rotation, the spiritual rotation, you get Aries, Mars, Peru, where you come into the full 360 degrees of your personal power, and then all the Harus come together collectively to represent a SARS energy, where you come to the full abundance of your collective powers as a star through Sagittarius energy. The planetary ruler of Sagittarius is Jupiter. Jupiter is the great beneficent. Jupiter, everything it touches, it enlarges. It brings in abundance. It's the great beneficent. And my deck that I use to give my card readings 
uh, they have the star card. The star card represents Jupiter energy. It is the great beneficent where everybody gains their blessings, their dreams come true, and their wishes being fulfilled. However, it's a very optimistic energy as a ruler of Sagittarius, a very optimistic sign, which means you have to be optimistic to tap into your blessings. You have to be optimistic and at peace. You have to understand there's a bigger purpose being fulfilled, the individual aspects of that. So you have to be secure and at peace as a, uh, uh, at a larger purpose that's being fulfilled. So that's Jupiter. I, I, I don't want to stop your flow again, but so is this why that they are projecting so much fear to interrupt that peace that we need to be in? Absolutely. I like how you're picking up on exactly what point <laughs> I'm trying to make. What, what okay. is the sign on me? What's your sign? Virgo. Virgo. Ah, no wonder, Virgo. Yeah, that <laughs> they are the masters when it comes to the details. Every detail. So seeing the details and putting the details together. So you're doing that magnificently. You're absolutely right. That is why they keep us in doubts, fears, and guilt that will undermine the power. You know, I always talk about uh, the big bad wolf and the three little pigs. And the big bad wolf is the system. And they did this in the Super Bowl as well. But it's the system that has to intimidate us into believing it has power over us. But its power is not real. Nothing outside of you is real. Your power is internal. So the big bad wolf is the system that has to intimidate us into believing it has power over us. But its power is not real. And your doubts, your fears, and your guilt are made up of, that's your house of straws, your doubts, your fears, and your guilt. And the big bad wolf can huff and puff and blow that house down. Your house of twigs is made up of your insecurities. And the big bad wolf can huff and puff and blow that house down. But your house of bricks is when you're fully secure from within, when you understand uh, Internally, that's how mama speaks to you internally from your ancient memory. Mama gives you a perspective of who you are as a universal being. You have to go internal, though, to get that from mama. She connects you to who you are from a universal whole. You see, we're spiritual beings having a physical experience, not the other way around. We come here to experience the alchemy, the alchemy of not abusing our power before we can fully gain that power. So, yes, your house of bricks is when you're fully secure from within, and that is why they keep us in doubts, fears, and guilt to lower our vibration because it's your focus. You energize through your focus. You energize through um, what you're focusing, and they don't care if you hate it or love it. It's just your focus. This is why they do a lot of cheating in the football games. And now they're blatantly uh, cheating because that gives a rise out of you. And if that gets a rise out of you, your passions, then you're even energizing more once you get passionate, you know, and upset about something. So they are blatantly doing that. They had a Super Bowl where um, 
they had the, um, this was also the Seattle Seahawks. No, excuse me. This was uh, Denver. This was the Denver Broncos against uh, the Carolina Panthers. And this was the Super Bowl where they had Cam Newton. And Cam Newton was um, unapologetically young quarterback, you know, word Cam, you know, Kemet, you know, the Black Panthers. Um, so, and then they had the Denvers, and this was when, again, Peyton Manning, Pagan Magic, was about ready to retire. He retired after this Super Bowl. He was old. He was not doing very well. But he's coming up against, you know, this hot, you know, um, Cam Newton. So this was the Super Bowl where they sent out the message, the theme, and this is where my spirit said, stop. Stop doing the Super Bowl symbolisms. Stop doing the Super Bowl symbolism. After this Super Bowl, I was told by my spirit to stop doing it. And the reason was because this was the Super Bowl where, uh, okay, for one thing, what they did is they um, they put plants on uh, the Panthers team so that when uh, Cam Newton would be trying to throw the football, uh, he would be left out to dry. He had no receivers coming back for the ball uh, and just left him out to dry to be tackled. You know, and then they mocked him at the end of the game because during that year, one of the officials had told Cam Newton, uh, you ain't man enough to get the right calls, in essence, calling him a, a boy. And so at the end of this Super Bowl, um, when they put the plants on the team and, and just really messed up Cam Newton, and then after that, they said outside of his locker room, or they sat outside of his dressing room and and talked stuff about him, mocked him until he exploded so they could justify, oh, he's just a spoiled little black brat. He's just a little boy. He can't handle this, you know. So they purposely did that. And the theme of that Super Bowl was, if we can't beat you, we're going to cheat you. If we can't beat you, we're going to cheat you. That is what they were letting us know. That is what they were putting out there in that Super Bowl. That is why my spirit said don't do any more after that until I was called back here in the end. But that's when I shut down because that was letting me know that all from there on, it's all going to be scripted. They're all going to be doing whatever it takes to cheat and put their theme through put their theme through. So um, the pagan magic taking down the Black Panthers, that's what that we're symbolizing in that Super Bowl. And, and, it, and the only way they know they could do it was they had to cheat to do it. So it's exactly what that was about. Um, and um, so all these Super Bowl uh, and the one where they had the um, – where they had we're going to the intimidation the system of intimidation that was the Super Bowl with the um, New York Giants and the Patriots 
The patriarchs plays the role of the patriotic spirit. They play the role of the system. That's who the patriarchs play, the role of the system. That's who they're now getting Kansas City to take that role now, the role that was New England Patriots' role, the system, the system of illusion, the energy uh, for the system of illusion. So uh, they had the patriarchs take down the whole royal family. They had the patriarchs take out the realms in the Super Bowl right after 9-11. They had the patriarchs take out the matriarch when they beat North Carolina. Patriarchs take out the father or the royal father when they played the the, uh, Philadelphia Eagles because anytime we're dealing with the air element, we're dealing with the father. So that was symbolic of them taking down the whole royal family. The only one they couldn't take out was the daughter. But that was uh, the patriarchs against the Giants, uh, the New York Giants is the one of the intimidation factor because in this Super Bowl, um, New England hadn't lost a game. Uh, they go into the Super Bowl not losing a game where the lowly Giants barely made the Super Bowl. So that was the theme of that Super Bowl, the great intimidator you know, intimidating you into believing it had power over you. That was uh, the New England Patriots not losing a game that season and coming up against the lowly Giants, and the Giants ended up winning the game. Uh, see, we always so get divine into the hmm? So this season, so this Super Bowl usher, he ushered in the Chiefs, he did, it's ironic they use Usher. So he's ushered yes, in something. That's absolutely how you do it, honey. You look at the symbolism, not what's literal. We've been hung up in the details. It's time out for the details. It's how this all comes together in symbolism. That is the spiritual language, symbolism. You're absolutely right. And whatever I'm clicking, when I tell you these things, and whatever clicks in you in that way is how your spirit is giving you information. So take it at face value. Don't second guess it. Like I said, each of us has a unique purpose, and we're going to get unique messages from uncovering uh, the symbolism of what they were doing. So how you process it, you know, or someone else process it, you know, that's how we're bringing all those pieces together for the symbolism of the message. You have to see the whole message, uh, and that's bringing all the pieces together. Anytime you're only looking at, you know, uh, just uh, a part of the whole, that's the illusion. So you're absolutely right. What you got with that usher and ushering in, yes. And um, and the skate. What was the skate skating about? He, they didn't walk in. They they slided in. They skated in. The yeah, part. What was okay. the, the skating part about? Uh, I'm just. I don't know. I'm saying maybe. Um, <laughs> okay. The flow. The flow. Maybe it's something mm-hmm. to do with the flow of energy. Let me tell you, this is the time around the Super Bowl for them to do their major rituals. They okay. do major rituals, and everything that they do has a ritualistic connotation to it. Mm-hmm. So they're doing it uh, in order to control the flow 
of that energy, controlling the flow of that energy. So uh, with the, um, yeah, with the um, um, Giants winning that Super Bowl, the sleeping Giants no longer sleeping dead, uh, taking their powers back. Remember what they stole from us in the Jack and the Beanstalk story where the Giants were, they went up and stole the powers from the Giants, you see. So um, Jack went up the Beanstalk. He, he stole the goose. He stole the golden egg. And he stole the harp. The goose is the ability to, to rewrite the story symbolically. The, the golden age is our prosperity. And then the harp, the ability to control the weather. Those are the powers they stole from the giants, you see. Uh, Jack stole those powers from the giants. That's what was being symbolized. And then when the giants beat the patriarch or Jack, then that was symbolic of us reclaiming those powers, those powers being reclaimed, the sleeping giants no longer sleeping dead. So the whole thing with Asar cutting, uh, being cut down into the 14 cycles of time. He was cut down by um, Father Spirit. The father of righteous thinking had to cut the sun, the air element, the father of righteous thinking had to cut the ultimate sun of power, Sagittarius or Asar, down into 14 cycles of time, father time, cutting the ultimate sun down into 14 cycles of time in order for him to mature and how to use his powers righteously and not abuse them. Because like I said, he was the son most prone to abuse his power, being the last son or the last fire sign, the ultimate power, uh, the collective power of Horus, all coming together as a star, the last fire sign, and then the planetary ruler, Jupiter, the planet that brings abundance to whatever it energizes. So the abundance of collective power uh, as a star is why Set, the ancient father, the father of righteous thinking, had to cut the ultimate sun down into 14 cycles of time so he could mature and how to use that power righteously without abusing that power. That's the only sin there is in the spiritual reality is the abuse of power. Opposite the physical, where there's a multitude of sins, there's only one sin spiritually, and that's the abuse of power. And that's what Asar was prone to do as Sagittarius abused that power uh, because of the last fire sign, the collective energy of the Harus who all come to each their own 360 degrees of personal power, you know, and then that Jupiter. So the sun most prone to abuse that power, which is the only sin in the spiritual reality, the abuse of power. That's how we're evolving 
in the Aquarian age out of the abuse of power to a humanitarian empowerment, Aquarius being the sign of the humanitarian. That's the aim of this whole universal purpose being fulfilled, to evolve from the abuse of power to a humanitarian empowerment. So this is a star, one most prone to abuse his power. Now, we've got to go back. Numerology is very important. Numerology, when we're looking at a symbolism of spiritual messages, numerology is one of the biggest uh, ways to look at uh, messages of spiritual energy, especially the number 11. 11 is a master number, personal mastery. 22 is a master number, spiritual mastery. So we got to go back 11 years to connect the Super Bowls. 11 years, 2013. Go back 11 years, 2013 for the Super Bowl this year, between this year and the Super Bowl in 2013. In the Super Bowl 2013, we had, again, the San Francisco 49ers. And they were going up against the Baltimore Ravens. And I call this a mother-son Super Bowl. Because Baltimore, when I looked up their energy, Leo, the sun. And then San Francisco, when I looked up their energy, Cancer, the mama. So, mama, son, Super Bowl. And in this mama, son, Super Bowl, 11 years ago, 2013, San Francisco, uh, the mama, 49ers, and 49 adds up to 13. 13 is the magic, the number for magic or mama's magic, the 13. If you add up 49, you get 13, mama, cancer energy for the 49ers. Then when we get to the uh, Baltimore Ravens, uh, hidden magic, hidden magic. Let's see, the Ravens, hidden magic um, um, of the sun, Leo. Now, how we were wounded as a royal family of energy, as an ancient royal family of energy, how were we wounded? We were wounded through the syndrome of Willie Lynch. And this syndrome of Willie Lynch, what they did is they killed off the father the one who would protect the family. They killed him off in front of the mother so that she would smother the fire or the power of the sun. Energy unfolds. It has to unfold through a dual balance of opposites, a negative and positive polarity and a positive and negative polarity. That's how energy has to unfold through that dual balance of opposites to get the whole. So symbolically, that means that energy unfolds from its highest levels in the universe, from mother to son, or the water and the fire, and then from father to daughter, 
are the air and the earth. Mother the son is the physical connotation, and the father-daughter combination is the spiritual connotation. So at the physical level, the syndrome of Willie Lynch, kill off the son in front of the mother. So she would smother the fire or the power of the son, keep him a little boy in his ego so he don't grow into the father and be killed as well. And at the same time, since opposites are responsive to one another, when the mother, if you put an S in front of mother, put an S in front of mother, you get smother, and she's the water, and the sun is the fire. So smother the fire or the power of the sun. Uh, And at the same time, opposite contrast, the father, the air element, the spirit, uh, abandons the value of the daughter. The daughter is value. Remember, earth is value. Daughter earth, value, and the son is fire or power. So the mother smothers the power of the son, and the father abandons the value of the daughter in opposite contrast. Mother smothers, father abandoned. Mother smothers the fire or the power of the son, and the father abandons the value of the daughter. Daughter gets her value from the father, from, you know, in the family, um, at, at her youngest age, my little princess, the father says, without there being an ulterior motive, he's the one who gives value to the daughter in the overall scheme of things. And when the daughter doesn't get that from the father, then that's when she grows up and looks for a mate, an uh, older man, as a father figure to get her validation that she didn't get from her father. So he takes advantage of her need for her father figure to validate her value because that in energy, that is how the father is the one who gives value to the daughter. So when the mother smothers Uh, the power, then in contrast, the father abandons the value of the daughter. So that is how we were wounded. They said this will self-perpetuate for hundreds of years unless something phenomenal turns it around. Well, we've had those Mm -hmm. phenomenal. We've had them. I can't even tell you so many ways that we've had those phenomenals. And that's what the Super Bowl in 2013 was symbolizing the mother now becoming the mama, backing away from the fire, smothering the fire of the sun, because the negative polarity is the feminine polarity. That 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 power comes in backing up. It has the magnetic pull to pull the masculine forward. So in this Super Bowl, this was the Super Bowl where the lights went out for 34 minutes. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, right after Beyonce's halftime performance, the lights were tripped for 34 minutes. Now, it came back up. It stayed lit on the side of the sun or Baltimore, but it stayed dark on the side of the mama or San Francisco, which is true to spiritual energy. The mama's hidden and the sun is exposure. So... After 34 minutes, the lights come back up, and the sun 
or Baltimore ends up winning the game. Uh, what that mm-hmm. was symbolic of is the mama releasing the son into his resurrection. Uh, Releasing the son, no longer smothering his power, releasing him into his resurrection, uh, where he then resurrects into righteous father's spirit, who then redeems the value of daughter earth or daughter character. Earth is character. So redeeming the value of character, you know, um, after he... Uh, is being resurrected after she backs off and releases him into his resurrection, mm-hmm. uh, which brings us to this Super Bowl. This Super Bowl. Now, well, well wait, hold on did, one minute. I wanted to tell the people that on Blog Talk, because we simulcasting on YouTube and Blog Talk, and on Blog Talk in in ten minutes we'll be going to the telephone. So you can hear the last hour on the telephone. And uh, if you have a question or comment, push number one. And don't forget, uh, Sister Myra Cash app is dollar sign Myra, M-Y-R-A-H-M-O-S-S-H. No, no, no H, no H, M-O-R-A. M-Y-R-A. Okay. Okay. So she's really giving us some deep information. She's giving us the answers to to the puzzles here. So please donate and show your appreciation. Uh, and and so that's what I wanted to say. Go go ahead and okay. tell us about well, this just Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Just a so second. Let me get a number out. Let me get a number okay. out, please. Three two three, three two three six four two one five eight six. Three two three six four two one five eight six. Okay. Thank you. And push number one if you want to say something. Okay. Go ahead, sister. Okay. So this leads us to this Super Bowl, where. The mama, the mama no longer smothering the fire or the power of the son. He now resurrects. Okay. So he's going to resurrect into a star. Sagittarius energy. A star. Sagittarius from Leo. The um, Baltimore Ravens, Leo, now being resurrected in his power. And him now resurrecting into Sagittarius or Asar, because that is the energy of Kansas City Chiefs, Sagittarius energy, Sagittarius. Now, last year when I did the Super Bowl, I talked about Kansas City as Taurus energy. That is still true, because we're looking at two um, cities or two states when we're dealing with Kansas City, we're dealing with Kansas City, Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri. And the focus um, when we were identifying who we were or are as the Royal Indians, then we were dealing with the Taurus side, uh, our value, the Taurus side of uh, that Kansas City energy, 
But in this Super Bowl, we're dealing with the Sagittarius side of the energy, a SAR. Sagittarius uh, can't see, become cocky now. You know, they didn't, they didn't did some, uh, what, back-to-back Super Bowl. They didn't done three Super Bowls out of the four. They won, you know, went to the Super Bowl four times. Uh, this is then now they become cocky. They become big-headed. They become, and any time we have the, uh, the influence of a large number of people, that's when uh, the um, powers that have been comes running. That's when they come at us. When we show we have the power to influence, when everybody jumps on that bandwagon, that is when uh, we get seduced by uh, the powers that have been uh, to do a sellout. So was Kansas City going to do a sellout, uh, Star abusing his power, or is he going to stay in righteous power? Well, I saw from the beginning the signs of that pagan magic, you see, because who is the queen? of that pagan Illuminati magic, but none other than uh, Taylor Swift, you see. And then who is she uh, connected to? You know, uh, the player on the Kansas City Chiefs, he's now doing commercials for Pfizer. Mm -hmm. You see, Uh, not only did it mention uh, they're the new New England Patriots now, uh, the team for the system. This is who they're cheating for now. This is who they're setting up. This is who they're magnifying. When you saw Taylor Swift, this is where they do their rituals during this time of the year. So now we got Kansas City feeling very cocky, feeling very big-headed and full of themselves, you see. So, and then we've had these other symbols. And there's something very interesting because, what did I tell you? 13 was the highest number vibration that gives us access to mama's magic, that number 13. So, what happens in this Super Bowl? The number 13 becomes very, very prevalent here, okay, in this Super Bowl, starting with the fact that we're dealing with Super Bowl number 58. Add up five and eight, what you get? 13. And then let's not forget San Francisco's 49. There's another 13. Brock Purdy. The quarterback for San Francisco wore the number 13. Taylor Swift's birthday is December 13th. So all of a sudden we're getting a predominance of this number 13. That's supposed to be the magic number. That's supposed to be our number of magic, mama's magic. So all of these 13s. Remember, numerology is one of the biggest ways to look at spiritual energy, the messages of spiritual energy. So 
They've hijacked the 13 and the number 8. The number 8. We're in an 8 year. 2024. 8 year. Add it up, you get an 8. Now, this is my personal belief because this is true to the course of how they do, especially at this time of the year with the musical, with the music um, festival, everything, they do these ritualistic um, events around this year, this part of the year, doing their rituals uh, to tap into their magic. So the number eight is also what they use. The number eight, this being an eight year. And I don't know how many of you are aware. I'm pretty sure most of you are aware of how in Kansas City, there was three fans, Kansas City fans, who went to watch the football game. This was the last one. This was the uh, the Baltimore. I think this was the Baltimore and, and uh, Kansas City uh, playoff game. And they went to watch the game over a friend's house. And they found them two days later in the backyard uh, unalive. Um, I happen to believe that was a ritual um, to influence, you know, the Kansas City's win. Because I really do believe that it was supposed to have been, uh, I actually believe it was supposed to have been Baltimore and the Detroit Lions. And the reason I thought that that would be the Super Bowl is because that's another mother's son. And now we're dealing with royalty. Because anytime we're dealing with the cat, especially the lion, we're dealing with the royal energy of Big Mama. That's Mama's royal symbol, the cat, the lion. Her royal symbol is the cat, especially the Black Panther, uh, the cat. But each cat has a different connotation. And when it comes to the black cat, that's uh, Mama's symbol of power. Uh, the Black Panther Nation, the Wakanda Nation, all that is tied into the ancient Mama and her power. However, when we're dealing with the lion cat, we're dealing with her royalty. So I thought it was going to be a royal battle between mama and son because um, the um, Detroit lion is cancer energy, which is the mama energy where, again, um, uh, well, that would have been, uh, and then uh, we would have been dealing with uh, Baltimore, the Leo. So, but two lions. So the mother-son royal battle uh, or royal harmony is what I anticipated it to be when I was looking at the different symbols coming together. Um, But I always tell people I'd never do these Super Bowl uh, shows until after the game is over with because you have to see the whole. You have to see the completion before you fully get the gist. You know, this is what I learned through doing many years of Super Bowl symbolism that no matter how many symbols I bring together to get the message, I still won't get it until the game has been completed, you say. So this is what I thought was going to be what the Super Bowl was going to end up being. 
But I think that through a lot of rituals that they um, energized, uh, and I think that first ritual where we found the uh, three guys in the backyard, I think that was a ritual, a sacrifice. That's how energy unfolds, through sacrifice and reward. You have to make a sacrifice in order to open up the opposite response in spiritual reward. So sacrifice and reward is how energy unfolds through that negative and positive polarity. So the sacrifice of these three men, three is the number for magic. And uh, in the sacrifice of these men, they did it. Well, they went to watch the game. The game came on on January the 7th. And the guy said he walked his friends to the door, and they left out of his home, and he went upstairs, and he went to sleep, and he slept for two days. He didn't find out about them being in his backyard deceased uh, until the police knocked on their do- on his door. So that means they left there late on the 7th, which means they probably – became unalive on the 8th of January. They weren't discovered until the 9th of January. So leaving late on the 7th and then the 8th, which ties in the 8th year in the symbolism of the ritual. And I'm quite sure of this because that's my birthday, January the 8th. So I'm absolutely sure of when this took place, you see. So that brings in that eight there. Eight is the number of infinity, you see. So using that for ritualistic purpose, the number eight and the number 13, and then after they won the Super Bowl and then they get the parade, and then you get some more sacrifices, you see. Uh, One woman and other people being injured. All that is low vibration energy, which represents the sacrificial path in order to open up the power in opposite response. They know this system of energizing and sacrificing um, and reward. So this is what I feel was behind uh, the rituals that was used, you know, for the purpose of Asar uh, through the Sagittarius Kansas City Chiefs now changing faces to Asar who abused his power, abuse of power. Now, there's a reason for that as well because there's a bigger, everything's happening through levels, levels, and Whatever they're doing above us to manipulate us or the masses, there's something above them causing them to do that so that things can form up to serve a bigger purpose than what was um, than what we're literally aware of. There was a Super Bowl, again, where we were looking at the uh, North Carolina Panthers, and they. this is the Super Bowl where they played uh, New England. When I told you the Patriots took out the full royal family, 
the Panthers as the matriarch, Charlotte. Um, this was the Super Bowl where Janet Jackson had her um, malfunction, her uh, uniform, her outfit malfunction. This Super Bowl, Spirit comes to me uh, before the game and says, there's three things we want you to do. Number one, don't worry about the outcome. Number two, take the game. Watch the eights. So I did what Spirit told me to do. And at the end of the game, the Patriots threw a long bomb down the field, and they caught it in range to be able to kick a field goal to win the game. And at the time that they did that, even the commentator said, eight seconds on the clock. Eight seconds on the clock. So my antennas went up because Spirit had told me to watch the eights. Eight seconds on the clock. So next thing I know, the screen, the TV screen goes green. And then when it comes back into clarity, there's mysteriously nine seconds on the clock. Nine seconds on the clock. Now, anybody who does watch football knows that the officials have to tell you when to put extra seconds back on the clock. None of that happened. The screen just cleared up, and there were nine seconds on the clock. And... Uh, the Patriots kicked the field goal and won the game. So, the, in essence, the patriarch beating the matriarch. The patriarch winning over the matriarch. Even with Janice Jackson being humiliated by the young patriarch, Justin Timberlake, in the halftime performance. The Justin Timberlake represented the young patriarch, who overcame or humiliated the matriarch, Janet Jackson. So three things, my spirit came to me after the game and said, there's three things we want you to get out of this. Number one, they know what time it is. Number two, they're trying to change what time it is. And number three, they're trying to extend their time, taking it off the eight and putting it on the nine. So, this is the point that is being made with this Super Bowl here, this year, you know, that um, my famous phrase, everybody who listens to me, they should be able to complete some sentences that I say because I bring them every time I do a presentation. There's certain things I will say every time. I have... Uh, layers of information to give, and I have to continue to reiterate information because it's so huge. There's some things that I carry every time I do a presentation. One of the things I always say, and I said it today, energy unfolds through a negative and positive polarity. It's the only way energy unfolds. No pain, no gain. To the same extent, the pain will be the same extent the gain. Or it's always the darkest before the dawn. You have to completely get through the worst to get to the best. So I always say 
you have to complete a full 360-degree spiral. That is how you open up a vortex for access to the next level, 180 degrees on each half. And if you're just one iota outside of that full 360-degree spiral, you're still in an aberrant rotation. The spiral's not complete, it's not whole, and if it's not whole, it's not real. Anytime you're looking at a part of the whole, that is the illusion. That was the issue in this Super Bowl. We are in an eight-year. Well, guess what? The number for completion is nine. The number for completion is nine. You have to do nine before you start a new level. Nine completes a level and simultaneously starts a new level at a higher vibration. So the completion number is number nine, not number eight. And guess what? Also, a SAR was cut into 14 pieces, not 13. A SAR was cut into 14 pieces. The last piece they couldn't find was his penis which represented his resurrection. And we had um, we had Prince. We had a Super Bowl that symbolized that as well. That's why I look at Super Bowls. They symbolize a bigger perspective of seeing energy. And there was a Super Bowl where we had, again, the Seattle Seahawks, but they were playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. In Detroit, and in this Super Bowl, Steelers was playing the role of Cinderella. I say Daughter Earth is Cinderella energy. That is Capricorn energy, the rejected stone, who becomes the cornerstone. It's in her rejection and redemption the Earth is transformed, Daughter Earth daughter character, Capricorn, the energy of integrity and character. And she's been rejected in the land of illusion. We've been in the land of illusion. And the reason she's been rejected in her value is because she's the energy of character, daughter earth, the last earth sign, the last cardinal sign, the princess of the royal family, who is the energy of character, and the reason we she has been rejected in her value is because she is the energy of character in the land of illusion. You know? And character is not respected in the land of illusion. That's why she is put, put at the bottom of the totem pole in her value in the land of illusion. You know? Because she, uh, those who are at the bottom in the physical reflect the ones most highest in the spiritual, in opposite reflection. And spirit is spiral. So those put most at the bottom is the ones that's now going to spiral most to the top. That is what Cinderella means from the bottom to the top. The Cinderella team coming in at the bottom, winning it all. That's daughter earth, daughter character, the rejected stone, 
who becomes the cornerstone. The servant girl who ends up marrying the prince and becomes the queen from the bottom to the top, rejected in the physical illusion because she is the energy of character. And character is disrespected in the land of illusion. So, daughter Earth, daughter character, being redeemed in her value and lifted up, you see. Uh, uh, so, Cinderella, getting back to the Steelers, if you see the E-L, break down the word Cinderella. Cinder is carbon, or black. L is a title of divinity, and La is feminine, the black divine feminine. So you see the word E-L, royalty, in Steelers, as well as you see the E-L in Cinderella. So playing the Cinderella role. And in this Super Bowl, you got to watch the commercials and everything. Because in this Super Bowl, um, in the commercial, they were in Detroit. It was the Seattle Seahawks playing the role of the wicked stepmother. You see how they change roles. But the water, the mother, the water, the mama, the wicked stepmother in the Cinderella story is the role the Seattle Seahawks was playing in this Super Bowl. And in the commercial, they had a runway of models walking the runway. And then all of a sudden, from in front of the runway, there's a pool of water. And up from under the pool of water rises this melanated woman. And she rises out of this pool of water in front of the runway, very regal, silver liquid dripping off of her. And they start taking her picture. And she wheels around and she walks off as if she's walking on water. And up from under her comes a black Cadillac, the black cat. So the black woman, daughter, rising to her power off of the black cat or boss, the ancient mama. And whoever won MVP would win the black Cadillac or it would be symbolic of who the daughter was passing her power to as she rose to the power off the back of the mama. And this was in Detroit. So at halftime, they had a stage shaped like a tongue. They had the Rolling Stones singing the song, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. And they were singing on behalf of the black woman. You can't get satisfaction from your man because he has the penis and the other women have him. But we'll give you satisfaction through the tongue if you give us that power, if you hand that power to us. And they thought it was going to be Rothenberger the Pittsburgh quarterback, but it turned out to be Heinz Ward. So symbolic of her passing the power back to her man. And that is why in the next Super Bowl, we get Prince on the stage, Shea Penis. And then he uses his guitar as they drop a screen down at the end of the halftime performance. And you see his silhouette as he's using his guitar to symbolize resurrection, Prince being Gemini, the individual Prince of creative powers, 
now resurrecting into his opposite Sagittarius, Asar. That's what was being symbolized in that Super Bowl, his, the resurrection of a star from Gemini, the individual prince of power, into Sagittarius, the abundance of collective power as a star, Sagittarius, the opposite sign of Gemini. That's what that Super Bowl was symbolizing. So when we get 13 or 11 years ago, in 2013, we get Baltimore as Leo being resurrected, and then we see Kansas City showing up as Sagittarius or a star, but all the symbols of abuse of power. And I had to scratch my head and scratch my head to figure this out, to figure it out, but as I kept putting the symbols down, it all came apparent to me. If you're just one iota side of that complete spiral, that full 360-degree spiral, it's still not whole, still not real, and you're, you're still in the misfire. You're still in the negative polarity half of the operation. It's not complete. It's not whole. That is the symbol of what this Super Bowl meant that Asar is resurrecting. He's in the process of his resurrection. However, it still hasn't been completed. It won't be complete until we hit the number nine, which would add up 2025, would add up to a nine. And if we're in Super Bowl 58, we'll be in Super Bowl 59 next year, which adds to a 14 rather than a 13. So it's 14 pieces of a star. And the last piece for his resurrection was the penis, the 14th piece. So we had a star in his resurrection, but he still haven't put on his penis. That won't happen until next year when we get a 14 and we get the number nine in the year. That's the symbolism I got out of this Super Bowl is that that is why we saw the abuse rather than the balance. Remember, you have to complete one half before the opposite half uh, responds in equal measure. And we are one iota outside of completing that half in this Super Bowl. So that was the symbolism that I was able to reap from why it happened the way it did. Wow, powerful, very powerful. I Wonderful. Have, uh, some, <laughs> thank you for that. Mm-hmm. We appreciate yeah. it. And, and, and listeners, please show your appreciation for uh, the sister Myra here for giving us this uh, insight. And I do have some hands raised. And uh, okay. let's go and see. Uh, 706, Kwame, you have a question or a comment? Uh, Hotep and better love, Sister Beth. Hotep. Greetings to you, Sister Myra. Excellent, greetings. excellent. Wonderful, wonderful. Of, of, of the, the symbol. But 
What I didn't hear was, okay, the last Super Bowl that they just had us to watch. The thing is is that we're on this this daughter earth, and the daughter earth has what she has is her grid. grid. There, there are certain ley lines and longitudes and latitudes. And the thing that happened in seeing these rituals, they do it where the energy is going to travel. And the part of the traveling of the energy, the one in Las Vegas was on latitude. The 36th latitude by their mapping of this turtle island says that that's, yeah. the, that's, the, slave, that's the slave latitude, what they've named it. You went back 11 years to New York. New Orleans and the grid is the Mississippi River is the electromagnetic center of wow. this Turtle Island. It's the the, the, yeah. the east and the west. It's the zero magnetic, but it's also on the twenty twenty nine point nine six or nine seven latitude is, and you can draw a straight line to twenty nine twenty nine point nine five is the pyramid of. Wow. You see how they run the energy through the planet by putting these Super Bowls, they're arenas of energy. And what they do is they compact all of this into one spot, and they have that they can send, and it'll radiate through the planet. Yes. Yes. And and, and I thank you for for being able to show the sign and the symbols of what the, the certain meanings because even when you were given the, the information about the six and the six, today was my, my solar return. And in oh, having that solar return on this on that date, it was it was really spectacular to be born to know that this date was two twenty four twenty twenty four. That right there is an eight and eight. And so being able to see all of these signs symbols are part of our awakening and I thank you for breaking it down because and I tried to find I found that book that you had for the cities and you must have got it when it was it was back in the day because that book is a hundred and something dollars now yeah I heard that somebody told me they sold you know the first time I I did the Super Bowl and I showed it they said they everybody is sold out everybody couldn't and like you said it was some people it was three hundred dollars that they couldn't find you know where I found it I found it when I lived in North Carolina I lived in Greensboro North Carolina they have a wonderful metaphysical community in Greensboro North Carolina and they have a bookstore a used bookstore they're called McCabe's. That is where I found it at. I probably paid about five dollars for it at McCabe's. You know, at that used yeah, bookstore. But those are good tools because now we're yes. needing the pages of the knowledge that our yes. ancestors left us in order to yes. see how to read the spells. Yes. And these are the tools. And I thank you for being able to use the gift that you were given. And that you were born in that time, what is is the divine feminine, and so yes. it's that energy that you now understanding your purpose in order to help the next seven generations. Because what we do as elders, we have to give the next seven generations, not just yes. the generations up under us. We have yes. to look at what is this going to do for seven generations. 
Because yeah. our ancestors that we've taken this knowledge is seven generations behind us or 14 yeah. generations. Yeah. So I thank yeah. you, Sister Myra. Well, you're so welcome, and I uh, thank you for your input because that's exactly what this is meant to do, is to stroke those subconscious memories for each and every one of us because we're all going to pick up, you know, from different aspects. So bringing what you picked up from that information and others up, uh, what I'm bringing to the table, that's how we bring it all together and see the bigger purpose or the bigger picture of what is really unfolding when it comes to how to look at energy and the uh, symbolism of the message of that energy. So thank you as well. Yeah, and, and, uh, and one I'm last part add. is... Okay. Go ahead, Carmen. Okay, only part, only part okay. I'd like to say is the cosmic consciousness. Right now, yeah. where we are in our galaxy, we are in yeah. alignment with cosmic consciousness of all of those planets within that Milky Way and the energies that's coming from the universe and the conscious everything where we're activating is conscious memory. Yes. Jubilee. We are really stepping up. The bondsmen are free. This is Jubilee time. And in order to tap into this holistic uh purpose being fulfilled we have to be optimistic. That's the Sagittarius energy. We have to be secure and optimistic and at peace that there's a bigger purpose being served. You know, we may have to lose a few battles, but that's because we're about to win the major war. So don't let anything get you down. Just know that whatever there's a struggle, all that is is showing you the negative polarity that must be completed before we can get the opposite response in spiritual reward. And that's just the manner of how energy unfolds. So, yes. Yeah, me, I'm going to let someone else at the mound table. Okay. 240-286. Hey, peace, Bill. Peace, peace. Who is this? Oh, this is okay. Okay, Yusiko. Thanks for uh, yeah. I, I, sign your casting with us. Go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate it too. Thanks for letting me because it it seems to be actually I even added Instagram, so we actually signed okay. on Instagram. So let me. But I, I I would like to um take a look at some things because I'm getting ready to go to Hot Springs to my indigenous land. But when I looked at this Super Bowl, I kind of looked at that the Chiefs were the indigenous people of the Americas, and the new 49ers were the people that's coming in illegally in the border, and they're trying to come in and once again take over the gold and the land of the indigenous people here. And wow. we have to be very – pay attention – because if not, we may go into Super Bowl and we could win or lose, right? And mm-hmm. and by me being in the commercial law, the Super Bowl represents them telling us what they may do before they do it. So yeah. it's just interesting that they had Usher come in off the ground and then get on this yeah. LED stage, and that stage was a Mandela, one of the ancient yes, um, yes, signs yes. for the indigenous people. Yeah. And then it turned into a clock, but it really only had one arm. 
So it kind of symbolized yeah. over time, you know, like that. Yeah. So it was very powerful. And Big Mama would have been Alicia Keys, and he was embracing her like crazy. You see what I'm saying? And no. so for me, it looks in terms of we have to be more aware of what's going on and start looking at claiming our land because this is our Mandela. You know what yes. I'm saying? And if yes. we don't, then yes. you can lose, you know, we can, we could conceivably lose to the new 49th. You know what I mean? And that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I got out of that Super Bowl. Yes. You know? And that's what we're supposed to do. And I want to add one more thing to mm-hmm. Sister Meyer, one more thing and then I'll yield. Yes. The, the 13th and now, those are years that the moon, the sun's pole shifted. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, that pole shifted, and it's getting yeah. ready to, next month it may shift again. So there was, like, the mama's releasing the sun in 2013, yeah. and then she's getting ready yeah. to release the sun with the pole shift. Too. And yeah. I yield. I yield. All right, and I want to yeah. bring someone else to the mound table, too. Um, mm-hmm. 850-850. Are you there? Oh, okay. Yes, you, Can you have me? a question or a comment? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh, this is Abiki with Arisha Stone. Peace and bliss. Goddesses and gods. Um, Peace and bliss. This is Amira. Um, I don't yes. know if you remember, but you came to Orlando a few years ago for uh, Winter yes. Solstice to the Bronx Kingdom. Yes, um, I do. I remember yes, very ma'am. well. Now, Big Mama <laughs> showed herself very well in fact. I say, we remember you mm-hmm. too. And so it was mm-hmm. two things. Um, the first thing, um, I wanted to let everybody know that we were going to be having a rising of the matriarch event um, coming mm-hmm. up in April. It's going to okay. be April the 5th through the 7th here in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, I wanted to invite you all to come out to Tallahassee where we're going to have Empress Railbird. God is Raising Phoenix, Rod Hayes, Arisha Stone, Mercury Collective, Dr. Denard, and many more powerful members of the conscious community will be hosting a present for meet and greets to drop the spiritual gems such as what's been dropped today. So I would love to invite all of you, Sister Myra, the goddess who hosted Sister Myra, to please come out because we're also going to be walking the land to a pyramid known as Letchworth Love Mounds, located in Monticello, Florida. It's about 25, 20, 30 minutes outside of Tallahassee. But it is one of the largest mounds here in Florida that's publicly acknowledged. Now, I say publicly acknowledged because we also have a Mayan pyramid here in Florida, but that one's restricted from everyone, including the public, from having access to that they don't want people to know about because at one point the Mayans did occupy Florida. Yeah. So the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl for us meant that the Chiefs are now walking the land. And it's our right to rise up and acknowledge that because this is our land. So we wanted the pyramids here in Monticello to be one of the places that people come out to where they can, you know, leave their uh, leave their offerings and plan for this upcoming solar eclipse and set y'all's intentions and do whatever it is that we all need to do so the conscious community can, you know, come out. So with yeah. y'all that's could, an I energy. That's a cardinal sign. That is going to be powerful 
That's going to be the, and see, Aries represents a new beginning. You know, it's the first cardinal sign, a new beginning in royal power. Anytime we're dealing with the fire, we're dealing with power. So, like I said, the cardinal cross, Aries opposite Libra and Cancer opposite Capricorn. So that's a cardinal energy, and it's a cardinal energy that's symbolic of a new beginning. And because we're dealing with the fire of Aries, a new beginning in and um, you know, at ground level, because Aries is at the physical half of the astrological cycle, which means a new beginning in a spiritual war warrior uh, ship. Um, you know, for um, you know now being manifested at the physical level. I see. Okay, so a question like uh, with us be oh, I'm so sorry, what were we about to say? No, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. With us being attacked on all levels, spiritually, physically, like they're attacking the water. They're putting Japan's dropped the nuclear into the water, so the water's all pissed off and we're about to have water wars. We got the migrants coming over here. It's a bunch of grown men. They're coming for war because ain't no women and children yeah. with them. So it's right. just like how can we, what are some rituals or something that we could be doing? You know, I, I, I pray to my altar. I make sure I stay burning my incense. Or do you know of any rituals that we could be doing to protect ourselves from this energy yeah, that's about to wave well, and come through? Okay. One of the things that, um, you know, I want to tell you is that, you know, things are operating from a multitude of levels, and there's something above them. Whatever they're doing, there's something influencing that above them uh, because it has to be that negative and positive polarity. So um, it, it, what we, what we got to do is just not buy into the okey-doke. I did describe the cardinal cross and I described the fixed cross. What I neglect to describe was the mutable cross. That is what's now coming into fruition. We're transitioning from the horizontal leg of the fixed cross, Taurus and Scorpio, where we all now are being influenced to transform in our values and in our habits, to step up to higher values and how higher habits for this universal purpose. So once we have then completed the horizontal leg uh, of the fixed cross, now that's going to lead us to the mutable cross. The mutable cross is the third cross. Anytime we're dealing with threes, we're dealing with magic. Third time, the charm. We've completed father's half or the masculine half, which means it's time for us to hop the fence to mama's half and mama's magic. And that is what the third cross is going to bring to the table, us having access to mama's magic or the magic of the universe. That's why we have Gemini, the third sign, opposite Sagittarius, the ninth sign, Virgo, the sixth sign, opposite Pisces, the uh, the 12th sign. Uh, Pisces actually fair, plays the fairy godmama of the Cinderella story, Big Mama. That's really symbolic, Big Mama, the fairy godmama in the Cinderella story who brings magic to Cinderella or to Daughter Earth, who opens up the magic in order to release her, you know, into her magic. So 
we are getting ready to open to our magic as the third cross is now coming into fruition here, which is the magic, us tapping into our magic. You don't have to worry about what they're doing uh, to the food and to, you know, just like, um, um, you know, um, our host uh, mentioned uh, when she talked about the reason they're keeping us in doubts, fears, and guilt, the reason they're keeping us, you know, thinking low vibration. If we're thinking low vibration, we're going to energize. We're going to energize at the level we're thinking. If we're thinking pessimistic, we're going to energize pessimistic. If we're thinking optimistic, we're going to energize optimistic. They can't come up and get us. They have to pull us down to make us vulnerable to their attack. So whatever you, whatever food you eat, you know you have the power to change the energy of that food. Anytime you put food in your mouth, you tell that food you instruct it. We are the rulers. That is what we're ruling, the energy. We rule the spirits, not the other way around. I tell people, watch the movie 13 Ghosts. That tells you that spirit has to respond to written and spoken incantation. We are the ones who can put incantation to the spirits to change the energy for what is beneficial for us. You don't have to worry about them throwing anything at you because you have the power to supersede whatever they're throwing at you. You know, make sure when you eat and drink, that you instruct the energy, nothing that goes in my mouth is going to be harmful to my body. I don't care what they get. I keep telling people, you know, when I went to Houston, I went to Houston to do a lecture when I lived in uh, uh, Atlanta. And mm-hmm. um, uh, this was over 30 years ago. And when I went to Houston, there was this, um, I did a lecture called Apocalypse Now, How Do We Contribute? And I told them uh, um, I don't care what chaos is raging right outside your window. You don't blink. You don't even flinch. Your lack of fear is your lamb's blood, and the chaos will pass you over. You have a whole universe of energy, magical energy, at your disposal as we're tapping into mama's half of the operation. We now have access to magic, and no one has more power than you do to create your own reality. You just have to know that, and now you have to walk in that knowing. I can walk on an airplane and look around at the people and talk to them telepathically and tell them Mm -hmm. how fortunate they are to be on an airplane with me, a royal being, (laughs) because I'm on that plane It will be protected. You're being protected by the forces of the universe. We are being protected. We have to know that, and now we got to act like we know it. It's not enough just to know. That's why I run around telling people I'm hematized. You can't touch this. Because I know that. I energize that. So nobody beneath you, low vibration entity, that's why they have to intimidate us into believing they have power over us because their power is not real. We are the ones energizing the illusion for them as we believe it. We're buying into it, and we're energizing it for them. If you don't believe it, you're not going to energize it. If you believe they can get you, yes, they can get you. But if you know yes, right. they can't touch you, 
they can't touch you, honey. So walk in the knowing. That's the Aquarian age. Walk in the knowing yeah. of who you are as a royal being. And there's nothing below you than a low-level vibration that can get you. You don't have to be specific. All you got to do is, like, when I eat this food, I'm energizing this food in the best interest of my body. It can do nothing to me to harm me. And that's anything that you want to energize into your reality. Nobody has more power than you do to create your reality. But you got to know that. And now you got to act like you know it. And also, I'm in in Detroit, and uh, I'm in the water magic because we are surrounded by water, all these lakes we have. And our program, our water is polluted. It's got oil, and you can see how it's bubbles. It's polluted. But when I program my water, and so I put my water in a jar, and I write the label on there, how, and you can taste the difference. It changes the molecules. So like yes. the sister is saying, even though it's it's contaminated, I can uncontaminate it. Yes. And then and that and that water is going into my cells and it's it, yes. and it's doing what I program it to do yes. for my cells. So that's the kind of power you have and you have to that's know it and use it and do it. Yes. We are the power. We are the power. Yes. Yes. I appreciate that. know it. And we haven't been known. That's why the Aquarian age is so important because it's the energy of I know. This is where we come to the knowing of our creative powers. And now we got to walk in that knowing. So that is why the Aquarian age is so important because it's the sign of I know. And this is where we come to the knowing of that power and then step up and start operating in that power. Yes, ma'am. I say, I would love to see all the flyers. I would love to see all the flyers. Yes, that's what I'm getting ready to say. I'm going to call you. Okay. uh, All right. I see. And and you got my number right. Yes, I have your um, number. Okay, because okay. I really want to, um, uh, you know, get in on that. So, you know, I need the details of, you know, uh, exactly where, you know, um, and, and so you're going to contact me for that? Yeah, I'm yes, going to give her, I'm, I'm going to put everything, I'll connect her with you to uh, Mr. Byron. Wonderful. Yes, ma'am. I love to stay in contact with you both and any other viewers. If y'all are looking to get the flyers as well, um, you can get on to Raising Phoenix Instagram. Our Instagram is Raising Phoenix Academy. And uh, you can also contact at Orisha Stone on Instagram. Okay. Okay. We would love love to have you for an interview over here on this network. We would love to have you for an interview uh, soon, all right? Yeah, I say I would yeah. love to be a part of that. Yeah. All right, all right, excellent, excellent. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Charlie. We're coming together. We're coming together. Yeah, um, yeah. At all ages, because there's so many devils on different levels, and yeah. 
me being a part of the younger generation, I know that whatever mm-hmm. intentions I set now is going to affect the future. So I'm trying to get all of these young ladies out here, and they need, especially the women here in Tallahassee and Florida, around the world, need to hear goddesses like y'all. That's why I love the raising of the matriarch. If we are back, we are coming because there's so many of these lost women out here, and they need y'all. So I love Yes, I'm a big fan of Rod Hayes. You know, we did do a show together uh, last year on 11-11. And, um, you know, um, he is one of those that I feel is most authentic when it comes to uh, giving out this message and this information. There's a lot of, you know, commercial um, people out there that, you know, um, you know, that sometimes is suspect, but I don't get that from Brother Ron Hayes. I think um, that, you know, what he's doing is tremendous. So that's very good. And and, and he and he's a prime example of the water magic because he's right here in the Detroit area also. So he's surrounded by all of this water magic here. And, and he, I think he's Scorpio as well, so that's uh, intense oh. water. <laughs> yes, yes. That's intense water. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, deep, that deep sounds water. like that's going to be soon. Yeah, deep water. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yes, it sounds like it's going to be um, magnificent, you know, especially – you know, dealing with the uh, the matriarch and the matriarchal mm-hmm. rising. Uh, that's what I liked about the Orlando thing when I went to Orlando that time because they were honoring uh, the mama at that time as well, you see. And it definitely is mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so. Eric, did I you see. want to add something? And thank you, Carla. Thank you. you. Eric, of did course. you want to add something too? Uh, you, you know, Eugene middle name, uh, Usher's middle name is Eugene. And there's a really? character on Popeye. There's a character on Popeye. Oh, his birthday is the 14th to October 14th. Anyway, he, he uh, uh, there's a character on Popeye the Sailor Man. His name is Eugene the Jeep. And Eugene wow. the Jeep, is, he's a fourth, dimen- fourth dimensional creature. And uh, he can walk through walls and you know, see to the other side of walls. He had these special qualities. Anyway, his favorite thing to eat was orchid flowers. Orchids. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, one time man. I was I was studying these orchids, and I said, hey, man, I'm going to see Libra. 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 It had uh, the 14, 14 pieces. Libra. Right. Um, <laughs> and Go ushering that in i mean um um i still haven't quite i, I heard he got married right after that too you know after the super Bowl yeah ceremony. i did too yeah yeah um but um yeah the symbolism that's how you see what's real you know and and don't fall for the okie doke and that's what they're trying to do keep us keep us lower than our vibration that's why we get all these catastrophes like i said i used to you know i just turned uh, 72 on january the 8th and that is oh, um happy. Oh, so man. i remember the days when 
Uh, we had catastrophes every great now and then, but now we get it multi-daily, and that's being done purposely to keep us looking outside of ourselves and looking down uh, so that we can become vulnerable to our doubts, fears, and guilt, uh, vulnerable to attack. We just have to be secure. We have to keep our eyes you know, on a higher purpose being fulfilled and be secure and know that you do have the magic of the universe at your resources. You know, we've hopped the fence from father's half to mama's half. Father has been the one who has disciplined us mentally, you know, and righteous thinking. And when we pass his test, that is how he passes us over to mama's half. That's who opens up the magic. Do you know that the energy of mama means I will take care of your needs beyond your capability? That is what the energy of mama means. Just like when we were little uh, babies, physical babies, we had a physical mama who took care of our physical needs beyond our capability. We didn't have to lay up in the crib and figure out how to eat and change our diapers. We had a mama who knew what we needed even before we knew what we had a need for. And as babies, that had to appear magical. Now we're babies stepping up to our cosmic mama, and we have to trust her in that same vein. The good thing about the global powers that have been corrupted at a global level, the good thing about that is the next level after global is planetary. That is what brings big mama to the table. She is mama universe. And the planets are her children, especially daughter Earth. That is her precious stone. So after the global corruption of the powers that have been, the next level of operation is a planetary level, which puts us into mama's domain. Now she's ready to come to the table, open up her magic, and prove that she's our mama. We got a universal mama ready to open up the magic at our disposal to protect us. But you got to be secure about that. You got to be secure from the internal earth and water. Emotional happiness and security are earth and water are internal. That's when we're dealing into the feminine half, that's when we can tap into the magic. That's when we have to be secure um, in the validation of our mama coming to the table and coming to our rescue. That's what mama means when it gets beyond our capability. And right now the powers that have been have reached a global level of corruption, which has gotten too big for us individually. And that's why Big Mama will step to the table. She's been on a scared straight program, but she's ready to come back, and she's highly pissed off, and she's ready to rescue us and prove to us that we have a mama that has got magic up her sleeves. And all we got to do is turn to her for her magic, and she will prove it to us. She can't wait to prove it to us. So let her prove your magic. Let her prove the magic. Just Mama wants us to test her, test her about the magic so she can show and prove it to you because she doesn't want us thinking that we figured it out for ourselves. If we could figure it out for ourselves, what do we need Mama's magic for? So she wants to prove the magic. That means there's nothing else you know to do to fix your problem when you're ripe and ready to turn to Big Mama so she can show you how she goes beyond what you know 
what you contemplate, what you can figure out. That's father's half. That's the air element. We've reached the maximum of what we know to do. That's why this happens in the Aquarius age, the sign of I know. That means we've reached the maximum of what we know to do. Now we got to hop the fence to mama's half and open up to the magic of the universe. You see, she's opposite father. Father, logic and reason, knowing. Mama, outside of the logic and reason and knowing where she proves the magic to us. And she's waiting to do that. So put her to the test. And that's why we got them two parts of our brain, one side the father, one side the mother, and they come together, and that's the magic. And I I want to say we're down to our last nine minutes, and uh, Sister Myra, give out your information again that people can uh, contact you and and, uh, donate. Okay, uh, the cash app is dollar sign Myra, M-Y-R-A, Moss, M-O-S-S. So that's M-Y-R-A, M-O-S-S, and the number is 813. Uh, my website is uh, sistarmyra.com. That's where you can sign up if you want a consultation. <clears throat> um, people have been waiting a year for a consultation. I think that time has been slashed now. I think it's out to about uh, five to six or seven months now. Where you, uh, But most of the people, when they get their consultation, tell me they got it right on time because their spirit is in charge. And when they get their consultation, and usually when they get their consultation, is right when it's meant for them to get it. If they had gotten it any time other than that, it wouldn't have been pertinent to what they needed to know to get that message. So your spirit is in charge right now. You've done your half. Let your spirit do its half. So it's going to be the one who decides when and how and where you know, you'll get that consultation because then it'll be most significant to the message you're about to receive. So sistermyra.com, that's the only way I'm taking uh, consultations is uh, through that website. Um, but that, that's it. I just can't give out my phone number anymore because every time I do, right. I get that's so good. good. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. No, that's good. As long as they got your website. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank you so much for giving us your time and your wisdom and your insight. And uh, I want to thank you, Seiko, and I want to thank uh, Eric, and I want to thank everybody that's listening. And uh, I just want to say better love to everyone. It's my pleasure. Yes, much love to the family. We family. So much love to the family. uh, And very much my pleasure to be here. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And thank us. Until next time. Better love, everyone. Love. Be hurting. Well, 
full of busy bees working I ain't never met a free person I don't get along with these earthlings I'm trying to seek purpose Fight for something I believe's worth it Feel the curse, I'ma reverse it I don't dream cause I sleep nervous No, Yet I keep flirting Face death like a Steve Irwin Whole heat, I'ma drink thermos Tell the bartender keep serving I'm trying to be perfect Using dirty shit to clean dirt with Only happy when the weed burning Traded oxygen to breathe herping Till I see curtains, lungs fail and they cease working Air is something that I need urgent Suffocating, trying to squeeze words in What would I do with my last breath? Would I yell, would I cry, would I laugh? Cause I'm glad that I'm past that mess Till I pass, never felt that blessed Even bad breath when you living is better than good breath When you lack flesh, got a glass chest that I cracked And my lost breath hasn't made it back yet I'm on my last breath, breathe Walking the last step, I'm on the last test Final answer and my last guess Wonder what I gotta pass next I'm on my last quest So much harder than my last track Map less, hope I can outlast death Grim Reaper got my address Down on my last end Cash bent from a check I don't even have yet From my last rent Sweat and shit has got me mad stressed I inherited my dad's debt Never got to hear his last breath And the only reason I ain't passed yet I'm the first ever in the last left I let the record show show. I let the tech explode Put up the weapon show show. Pull up the Texaco Knuckles in Mexico Call up the Technico They know the Texas blow Shout that I'm Plexico Turn you the vegetable Body electrical Acid and alkaline Body so flexible The shooter's feet like a Uber E Got a group of these Sudanese cooter bees While letting the Uzi Aruga speak An American guard up in Cuba eat The powers they seek and powers the weak They follow and creep Powers that be inherit the world from cowards and sheep Been to the mountains, top towers and peaks Flowers and sweets and shower our feet The lightning and thunder to shower the sleep Sour the deeds, this not the first, this our receipt What would I do with my last breath? Would I yell, would I cry, would I laugh? Cause I'm glad that I'm past that mess Till I pass, never felt that blessed Even bad breath when you living is better than good breath When you lack flesh, got a glass chest that I cracked And my lost breath hasn't made it back yet I'm on my last breath, walking the last step I'm on the last test, final answer and my last guess Wonder what I gotta pass next I'm on my last quest So much harder than my last track Map less, hope I can outlast death Grim Reaper got my address Down on my last end Cash bent from a check I don't even have yet From my last rent Swear the shit has got me mad stressed I inherited my dad's debt Never got to hear his last breath And the only reason I ain't passed yet I'm the first ever in the last, last left like a track finish I attract women, they the bad women uh-huh. I'ma splash in them, leave a bag with them uh-huh. Then I raise seeds to be mad different If I die now, I'm coming back in them yeah. Cause they dad missing, but they cash tripping Cause they royalty, so they brag different Ain't no ass kissing, never had feelings Seen a white victim and a black witness yeah. Mac ripping on my last mission. Yak sipping, blowing blackism. Gat missing, he was lax slipping. Smack hit him, now we act different. Apparition, the bad vision. The Mac a chip him, a crash the system. Uncle Tom, cause you that willing. Fuck the law, I'm going back to living. Astral prisms, a black religion. Active.
activisms and conversations Sacrilegious, the palms of Satan Black magicians, Babylon erasing Raise our hands to the gods we praising Hustle in the marathon we racing Nipsey at the finish line, he waiting What would I do with my last breath? Would I yell, would I cry, would I laugh? Cause I'm glad that I'm past that mess Till I pass, never felt that blessed Even bad breath when you living is better than good breath When you lack flesh, got a glass chest that I cracked And my lost breath hasn't made it back yet I'm on my last breath Walking the last step I'm on the last test Final answer and my last guess Wonder what I gotta pass next I'm on my last quest So much harder than my last track Map less, hope I can outlast death Grim Reaper got my address Down on my last end Cash bent from a check I don't even have yet From my last rent Swear this shit has got me mad stressed I inherited my dad's debt Never got to hear his last breath And the only reason I ain't passed yet I'm the first ever and the last left Lucky Land Casino Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.